Welcome to Your Adventure Podcast, a motivational podcast without the screaming. A hosted, unedited conversation with guests from all walks of life, sharing their own personal journey, showing that everyone has different outlooks on life, choice of career, and that success looks different for everyone. Get ready to be inspired and be enlightened of how we all have similar journeys and thoughts. Anything is possible. This is Your Adventure Podcast, and this is Dustin Emery. Hi, guys, and welcome to Your Adventure Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Emery, and today is our very first episode. And I actually have two of my best friends uh, here on the podcast today. I couldn't imagine doing my first episode with anybody else. Uh, my two friends are Garrett Montoya and Brandon Bennett. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we're doing good. Glad to be here. Thank you for allowing us to be on the first uh, podcast. Yeah, man. It's exciting stuff, right? Glad to be here. Glad to be here, bro. Yeah? All right. It's exciting. You guys have a bad drive over? Not oh. at all. There's a little traffic. A little traffic? A little traffic. All right. Uh, so what'd you guys think about the room so far? The vibe? The uh, studio is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very relaxed. Easy to just let the let the words flow. You know, not a lot of distractions. Minimal. It's perfect. That's good. Yeah, loving the loving the pictures all around. A lot of influential pictures going on. There. Hey man, you're on the wall, so that's I pretty know. inspiring, right? I'm inspired. <laughs> you inspired by yourself? By myself. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll admit, my jitters are uh, still there a little bit right now, mm-hmm. especially, uh, you know, recording for the first time officially. I feel like I don't want to mess up, but I don't want to re-record either. I was going to say, this would probably be the first time I've heard my voice in, on a recording in a lot of years. It's Does it sound true. good? Mm, I don't know. great. Yeah, you sound good to me. Yeah? Okay. I guess, I guess playing it back, it might sound a little bit different. Yeah. Because when I did a trial run... With my mom, mm-hmm. uh, hearing my voice and hearing her voice play back was a little odd. Was it? She kept telling me, "I think you have a good voice," and I was like, "I don't know, not a hundred percent." Maybe because I'm we're not a hundred percent sold on that, but yeah, it's probably because we're not used to it. Hearing, yeah, hearing, hearing yourself, your voice back. hearing no. yourself, yeah, in a playback mode. Yeah, I guess that's kind of true, but uh, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of know the gist and the story around this podcast and why I decided I want to start it. Uh, all of 2020, <clears throat> I actually worked on it to get it to this point, so it's been a long time coming. Uh, yeah, I'm still pretty nervous, not going to lie. But <laughs> anyways, I guess we can kind of jump into it, uh, give the people what they want to hear, I guess. Um, how about we start with uh, you, Garrett, on okay. the question that I did mention to you about what did you want to do when you were a kid compared to, compared to now? Yeah, and you're newly 25, so congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Um, so my childhood dream, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Really? Yeah. Why was that? I I don't know if it was. Um, I grew growing up. I I had a lot of uh, a lot of interest in and well, I used to watch a lot of uh, movies like Top Gun. You had, it's a good place to start. That was probably where it, where it all it started. started. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you know, you, you kind of look at Star Wars and stuff like that, and a lot of it's it's. Even though it's fictional, it sounds cool. For and Star it kind of looks like a you know like like X wings look like jet fighters, and 
they're typically the heroes of the story or, or in the old ones. Mm-hmm. So I, I always kind of pictured myself doing that as a kid. And, and I had a lot of, um, you know, toys and stuff like that growing up, uh, books, a lot of media. Okay. Um, yeah. So the, um, what kind of killed that for me though was, uh, I think being told that I was blind basically or that, oh your sight because you wear glasses i, I wear glasses would that affect blind. would that actually affect your application you can't 100 100 percent. you can't be a fighter pilot well, well you know from military huh like yeah. well like your military interest that mm-hmm. you, you need to have good vision huh mm-hmm. i mean i guess uh you wouldn't be military though would it essentially yeah it no would it would be, be military force. yeah air force or uh, <clears throat> whatever branch it was it just i just wanted to pilot the jets really Mm-hmm. Was there anybody in your family that was like in the military that maybe got you towards that path or you just found it on your own? I found it on my own, but I did have a, uh, my grandfather actually in Vietnam would, um, refuel the, uh, Cobra helicopters oh, okay. and rearm them and stuff like that. Uh, okay. I figured this out later on. So I do have some family with military. Without maybe happened. that kind of, uh, linked together. Yeah, it was it was kind of okay. like that. okay. That's how that's how my nephew Logan was for a little while with mm-hmm. uh, with his grandpa on his mom's side. Mm-hmm. He was a paratrooper in the World War, mm-hmm. and like for a long time, Logan was into like uh, the military tanks, jumping out of planes. You know, he's grown a little bit past it now that he's almost twelve, mm-hmm. but he's always been pretty interested in it, mainly because of his grandpa. So I thought maybe maybe that's why I asked. You know, maybe if there was someone in your family that pushed you towards that. Everybody was pretty supportive of the idea, but I mean, how could you tell a I know a kid, you know? Yeah, I get it. You know, for myself, like uh, I had, I had the dream of becoming an NBA player, and mm-hmm. like no one was going to tell me different. Yeah. You know, I worked hard to get to it, but eventually, as I got older in high school, uh, injuries just uh, took me. So, at a young age, <laughs> before you even make the league, injuries don't help your chances. So that was it, pretty much. But I found, you know, new passions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what about uh, what about now? What is what is the dream now if you have one? And you're only 25, so you still have a lot of time in my book, in my opinion. Besides how other people might tell you. The dream. The dream. At this point, I think if I could. I think being somewhat of a weekend warrior might be the dream. I think I'm dreaming of, of, I think they've shifted from, you know, the mansions and the glory and the going to the racetrack all the time to a, um, kind of a stable, just a stable career, honestly, if that, that sounds weird. So, so essentially does weekend warrior mean you work Monday through Friday and your weekends is where you, you kind of go off, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. That's and where I, uh, life is lived in yeah, a way. Pretty much. Pretty okay. much. So like, you know, you, you go have your golfing on Sundays and you're, and maybe on a Saturday you go to a track day or something like that. I, um, I have a lot of, uh, interests that I'd like to get into. Like, I don't think the piloting dream is necessarily dead. I, I, um, I'd love to learn how to, pilot like the little Cessnas and stuff like that mm-hmm. kind of fly around oh, yeah. 
Well, you could take uh, what flying lessons yeah, for that, right? Exactly. The, flying lessons. What they call like kind of puddle jumpers. Yes. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah um, Tristan's dad does that, like just in his spare time to okay. fly, mm-hmm. like you know. I mean, he's ex-military, but he didn't learn flying lessons until he got much older. Mm-hmm. I think he's, uh, I think he's like fifty now. But nice. you know, it's something he always thought about. Okay. Um, we'll move on for right now, but. I know you guys will definitely get into the mix together. Oh, for sure. Uh, for Brandon, I have the same question. You know, what did you want to do when you were a kid? You so know, what was the dream? So funny enough, it's kind of on the same path as, as Garrett's. Okay. Um, but growing up, looking at like watching a lot of military things, I don't know how I found my hands onto it, but same deal. Um, and I got also heavy into aviation, just for the aspect of like that's sick it's super cool watching these things just whip through the air and just you know and then able to drop you know payloads onto targets it's, it's it's fascinating to think about it so i did i too i wouldn't say i wanted to be air force but i had that passion of damn how cool to be to be a pilot and fly this jet and so funny, maybe any branch of the military not particularly air force or well actually to because don't they all fly in every branch they, of the military or no they Am own yeah, well, Air Force obviously strictly, mm-hmm. but the Navy does own uh, okay. their own planes. And I think the Army does too. Don't quote me. But same with Garrett, uh, my eyesight was starting to get affected, and so that kind of killed it. Because, like I said, they, you know they want the pristine eyesight, mm-hmm. which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I've always kind of just enjoyed military. I don't, I don't know if, if it was something I wanted to pursue, but kind of on that line of like this is badass mm-hmm. um so the adrenaline is kind of the adrenaline got you cool. into it right gotcha. so that's kind of something i wanted to do but since it kind of went off on a tangent mm-hmm. and maybe flying wasn't my thing anymore it still would have been cool to be like a ground pounder someone on the ground just huffing it okay that's so kind of where it turned so a soldier on yeah the just be a soldier grunt just you know embracing the suck but um yeah, I've just kind of always been fascinated about aviation. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much the main thing. As a kid, I just kind of did whatever mm-hmm. I thought was cool. So I was just kind of fascinated about doing cool things most of the time. Well, um, I would assume coming from basically almost like a, like a single child household, because I know your sister's a lot older, right? Yeah, she's 28 now or 27. Yeah. So I guess coming from almost a single child household with older parents you know like i know you have mm-hmm. you've kind of just had to come up with your own like stuff right yeah i had a, <clears throat> your own I, dreams i guess and essentially there was no one there i guess no no one was there pushing me and i, I guess at that point it's you have to find what makes you happy mm-hmm. as a kid you know so all i did was play first person shooter games so that's easy to stand and be like oh well, what do you want to do oh, i just want to i want to be a grunt i just want to <laughs> you know because it looks cool in the game. Has Actually, to be cool have in real you life. S- have you seen like the army recruiter like commercials on TV? The most recent one? Uh, I don't know most recent, okay. but like the way they portray like joining the army, it looks like a Call of Duty commercial. See, it. it's they're, crazy. They're trying to appeal to the young crowd. They, I think they are. I don't know if that's like good or bad because I feel like some Call of Duty players are gonna be like, "Oh, I could totally do this in real life," but it's not gonna work that way. No, the way it does <laughs> in the game, it's, it's just not going to. No. So uh, I don't know how I feel about that commercial, but I do find it interesting that they went that route. Like, to my understanding, don't aren't some of the video games actually like military backed? 
Um, I know there's a game out right now. I think uh, Army sponsored. Mm-hmm. But I think most of like the AAA titles. No, I don't think so. No, I think it's they take things from real life. Yeah. obviously. But they amp them up. They're, they, they're, oh, they're, they're, ten, they're Hollywood. Ten times it. better or yeah, whatever. They have to know? make it look Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. How else is it going to sell copies? <laughs> you're telling me that actually doesn't happen. <laughs> Maybe in some battles. Most of the time, you're just rucking. What What was that? What was that Call of Duty that flopped? That was like super futuristic, where you could like kind of like glide through the air as you shot someone. It almost You're reminded probably, me of Halo, but like yeah. Future War or something like Infinite that. Infinite Warfare, I, probably. Or yeah. Advanced Warfare. Like that one was, was pretty bad because no one in real life is doing any of that stuff. No. Like uh, it's just impossible. Yeah, you're on the realm of Star Wars at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, futuristic. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then the second part of it, right, in terms of what I want to do now, mm-hmm. um, kind of on the mission of automotive, kind of want to see what I, what, I want to learn a skill working with so cars. I want to work, yeah, I want to learn a trade because, okay. you know, pushing papers is one thing, but that's not going to give me stimulated for the rest of my life where I'm not problem solving versus someone could easily sit in a cubicle and that's hey, they can rock and roll with that and that makes some money I definitely wouldn't want to sit in a no. cubicle for all my life no. like it just seems weird I mean you know my mom being a customer service rep like it's nice that she's working at home now mm-hmm. but like before like just working in a cubicle it's just ah, it's so weird we're not we're not meant for that no, meant like for that. it's just odd to sit down for eight hours in a cubicle and talk to people that probably don't really want to talk to you. No. <laughs> but, yeah. No way. Do you guys think that we're going to go back to cubicles? you think that's going to be a thing? <sighs> you know, I don't know. Because I feel like a lot of companies might realize how much money they saved by just putting people at home. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some of the smaller companies might do that to save their overhead. Uh, but I think some of the bigger companies in general will probably bring a lot of people back to the building. Like... For my mom, <clears throat> I won't say where she works, but uh, for her, their business, they want people back in the buildings uh, by September this coming year. Mm. You know, I told her, I was like, you should definitely apply for um, an at-home position because they have them. There's just not as many available compared to being in the building. But yeah, I'd rather her not go back to the building because it's just weird. And mm. everyone's gotten so used to it. And it's apparently it's working. So why go back? Yeah, so that's that's what I was thinking because I know what you're saying. Do you think we're going to come back to that? I I think so. However, there's that looming possibility of oh, if we just stay home, you know, you could save your commute. But at the same time, I feel those workers might be stepping on eggshells hmm. in terms of like household distractions, oh, or they're yeah, not pushing sure. out numbers that they used to. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. You know, so I think some people ups. will definitely have that problem because some of my mom's coworkers, yeah, they they have no focus See, at home. Yeah. So I know for some people it wouldn't work, but I would assume for the majority of people, nobody wants to go back. No. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, uh, at our current job, me and you, um, I know they were saying that by like next week, people are going to start coming back into the office, Dang. you know, corporate wise. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of those people don't want to. No, I'm I sure. I would assume, you know, knowing that we know a lot of them, so I I can only imagine none of them really want to. No, you know, probably not. <clears throat> well, to keep going on your point yeah. uh, about autom- 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 automotive, automotive, yeah, I was gonna say automation, but that's that's not right. <laughs> automotive. 
um, do you think having like the military interest pushed you towards like auto automotive? Now that I'm older, yeah. Um, just still being interested in military and then kind of just how big of a machine that is, transferring it that kind of mindset towards an outside career, like, you know, working on diesel trucks or cars, I think mm. it's interesting because you can run a your shop or you can be a worker who's extremely disciplined and mm. you know how to get your work done. And I think that's interesting, and that's kind of what I'm striving towards is if I get into this field, just be dedicated to it and be strict about it, and it all should fall into place because I'm not making errors. Of course, I'm going to learn. Mm-hmm. I've never done it before. Yeah. Never really wrenched on anything. That's what I thought when you told me. I thought that was a very interesting choice, but I thought it was also kind of brave in a way because yeah. for me, I, I like going into – challenges that i don't like i mean this in general this podcast is totally new to me 100 and i had to learn like everything to figure out how to make this work but it didn't like stop me so that's how i viewed it when you told me about Mm -hmm. it that i figured okay i think he's got the drive to actually do it even though he's never done it before never yeah never touched an engine besides wiping it down which that bravery (laughs) is impressive because i I, i've worked on engines before and it is intimidating it's very intimidates me i mean i just open open the hood and i'm like dude i have no idea what's what's going going on in here yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i have no idea yeah that's why i tell him like when he fixes my car sure that i dude i have no idea what you're doing i can just watch in amazement that's about it because i feel like if you maybe i wouldn't say mess up let's say you miss one step that could alter it very badly and you could extremely screw up your engine or, or what have you, whatever you're fixing, you know? So it's, it's, it's an accountability thing too. It's like, you got to make sure you know what you're doing mm-hmm. or you're going to have, make someone really upset mm-hmm. or yourself mm-hmm. upset. I guess the, I guess the interesting thing I always think about with like mechanics and, and whatnot, uh, especially as like a high school kid with a car for the first time, I always think about like some of those mechanics that, just basically tell you that everything's wrong with your car mm. so they can charge you more. Sure. And that always bugs me. Like, it always bugs me. I know it's a real thing, you know, so I always hope I don't run into a mechanic like that, but it does happen from time to time. Yeah. I'm sure other people probably have similar stories. It's, but I, I, I feel like that's a survival thing for a lot for of For the mechanic? Shops. A survival thing? Yeah, because mm. you figure there's the overhead of having the spot, you know. Here comes someone <laughs> who doesn't know what they're talking about coming along. Maybe it's. See, that's me. I go, yeah. I'm like, hey, I think this is what's wrong. Yeah. Right. I'm maybe be 70% certain, but. But I mean, if you look at any under any other industry, I mean, this type of individuals everywhere. I mean, people are going to take advantage where they can, you know. That's true. Uh, I agree with that coming from the psychological field. Mm-hmm. Like I know. Or I've heard stories of psychiatrists, like, specifically, like, you know, prescribing stuff they don't need. Or maybe more sessions than, like, a person needs. And, like, sure. It sucks that people out there exist like that, but I guess there's always people like that in every industry. Mm-hmm. Or it's almost like working with people that um, aren't easy to work with. There's always people like that in every Just job you go to. Just complicated. Yeah, yeah every job you go to. Complicated, you know? yeah. They just, yeah. They just think you're like the NPC, and they're and the NPC, NPC, like a non-playable character. Like they're the <laughs> they're the main character in their world. And so yeah. That's why they just treat people around them that way. 
I get you. Everything's <laughs> got to basically go right for them, flow around them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get you. I know. Yeah, I know plenty of people like that. Um, yeah, even in my own family. I don't sure. want to put them on blast, but <laughs> I think I think we probably all have similar well, family members mm-hmm. that might go into that same category. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> this is going interesting. Uh, anyways, the automotive. Yep. Um, besides getting the schooling for it and potentially working for a, a company, mm. like <clears throat> what's like the all-time like goal with that? Um, definitely all-time goal would be a learn a valuable trade. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter uh, if let's say four-wheel vehicles don't exist in the future, because at least it's possible, right? <laughs> Who at, knows? At least I know how to put things together mm. and follow instructions and be self self-reliant. Um, and then B just feeling that sense of accomplishment in terms of let's say in the male perspective. Uh, finding a career that can hopefully sustain longevity instead of working dead end warehouse jobs that just absolutely bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm looking at it for, you know, survival and ultimately just longevity. Because I can take my skills and hopefully go anywhere with it as long as they're hiring. I think for sure it shows, like especially if you finish it all. Yeah, I think it shows like discipline for, for sure. sure like getting any kind of degree or any type of schooling like shows a commitment i think mm-hmm. it really does you know? yeah <clears throat> so that's that's the path i'm headed down right now a lot of discipline and a lot of like going down the dark path without a light and just kind of the jocko get you the, into this the jocko yeah <laughs> jocko. don't get me started on that guy <laughs> I'll be an ad spokesperson for him on your podcast. Go. Oh, gosh. Hey, I mean, he, he doesn't need any help. He me. doesn't need any help. You know, no. He, I think he's got it. I'm a small-time <laughs> small person right now. Hey, but you never know. Four people watch this and like, who's Jocko? Maybe. <laughs> I know. I, they they won't listen kidding. to this show anymore. They'll be like, oh, let's go to That's Jocko. Oh, no. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that, that will be my outcome, unfortunately. I, I have a question for you, Brandon. Go ahead. Why did you choose Diesel? Diesel... A, because of, I guess going back to it, the, my original thought is diesel's not, I felt like these transportation trucks, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be here. And then A, they're going to keep, you know, you're going to have, someone's going to have to keep fixing them. Yeah. And that's where I feel like I keep hearing all the time, you know, oh, I want to go diesel. It's like, oh, there's such a high demand. Mm-hmm. Oh, you make so much money. So like, not, I'm not really in it for the money. Yeah, I'm in it for the experience of just just working on this mechanical off. thing, and then like sick, I made it work. Okay, um, but partly just yeah, I just wanted to experience something where like yo, that's pretty. Like I wanted to have like a noble job, you know. I don't want to be yeah. like, oh, what's your what's your boyfriend do? He works at Amazon. <laughs> you know, like oh, he works at. Is yeah. that a roast? He works at Burger right King. No, it's a roast on me too since I worked there. How, how, hey, how, we all did. How, how, yeah, I worked yeah, there actually, when I was yeah, like 20, true. so I know what it you looks know? like. You know. So I'm kind of looking at it from like a like – I, w- I don't want to call it a status, but a more status for myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to say comfortable, but I'm progressing instead of just saying – Staying neutral. Staying neutral. Oh, I worked another Christmas peak mm. yeah. know, from Amazon. Like yeah. that doesn't – it doesn't get like conversations started besides like oh what do you do but meanwhile if you work at some diesel 
and be like, yeah, I just worked on like four refrigeration units, and they're like, oh, like what? You work on those? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it has more oomph to it than okay. than a warehouse job. Okay. Not to not to undermine warehouse because that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, this is there. this is for my survival at this point until hopefully I can change career paths and make something of myself. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that's what a lot of people. Um, unfortunately deal with the most is like their current situation even if they're working hard towards something that they actually want to do like it doesn't come fast enough you know and like they don't take the time to realize that like they will get there eventually and you know it's just going to take time and I feel like they don't want to stay in that dead end job you know to for survival reasons like even though they should to maybe help them progress towards that next step but unfortunately a lot of people I think just don't want to do that <clears throat> you know, you don't have to stay at the dead end job forever. You don't. Yeah, it's. I could say I'm definitely one of the people that it's. It's hard to see a. It's hard to see a couple years ahead. Mm-hmm. See the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time. So like, mm-hmm. I get if I if I have a goal. So okay, I've been going to school for a couple years now, and it it becomes progressively difficult as I go through the course to kind of see the, the like you guys said light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. so i i can kind of relate with that type of individual i i have problems and I, there's tons of people like that for sure yeah you know? yeah i know i know for myself like it's small potatoes right now it's it's an accomplishment but it's small right mm-hmm. now for me it's like you know uh when wednesday i had my associate's graduation from community college Mm -hmm. nice so i'm associates in psychology but you know that you know that only gets you so far at at some point you know Mm -hmm. eventually it it taps out you have to basically go to a bachelor's or or higher you know Mm -hmm. but i'll admit like the two years that i worked in the warehouse working towards that degree like there was times i was like this is retarded like yeah you know why am i still working here like Mm -hmm. you know but I just had to see, like, all right, in two years, I'll be done with associates and I can move on, you know, to something else. Did you have any any way of, I guess, self-motivation that you could possibly give the audience? Say say a person like me who's who has a, a struggle in seeing the bigger goal. Mm-hmm. I know it might sound cliche, I guess, but... Um... The thing I always think of is that, like, usually anything you want in life, it never comes easy. You know, you always mm-hmm. kind of have to put in the work for it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like in today's society and culture, there's a lot of people that just don't want to work for anything mm-hmm. anymore. And, I mean, some things come easy for people, you know, uh, especially when it comes to, I guess, um, like business owners, entrepreneurs. Sometimes, like, yeah, they put in a lot of hard work for it, and it, they either get, like, overnight success Sure. Or they put in a lot of hard work and it's a flop for a while. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, maybe like five, ten years down the road, you know, it's like this huge success. Yeah. You know, uh, my brother, for instance, you know, you know my brother and his coffee business. And like it's taken some years to even, you know, get legs, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but I think that's the problem with some people is they don't realize that some things are going to take time. You know, you can't always... It's not an overnight thing all the time. Yeah. You know, especially for social media, they paint this picture that everyone's basically overnight successes. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you know, a lot of them aren't. 
if you talk to them and sit down to them, usually they have the same story that they went through years of, you know, hard work and trying to figure something out a hundred times, you know, whatnot. And some people have the opposite success story where, you know, they have someone else's money so they were able to build something right. quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's already pre built for them. Yeah, it's pre built. You know, like my example, a lot of people love her, I get it. This is Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. Like she has like one of the top successful, you know, like makeup companies. And she's like the youngest, what, female billionaire or something like that? Yeah, whatever they say. Like twenty one or something. Um so I give her credit for building that business and making it what it is. I'm sure that definitely took hard work. Mm-hmm. But she definitely had a very big bankroll behind her. You know, for a lot of us we don't have that huge bankroll behind us. Right. You know, we have our day jobs. We have our, our jobs to try to help us survive to get to the next step. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are in that boat, you know, but social media doesn't paint that picture. No, and that's going off, I think, what you were saying, G. Um, a lot of it is, too, it's like we see that, oh, these people are making it big, but meanwhile, they're saying that, well, they're not doing anything. They're like, oh, why, how come my life's not like that? It's what do you mean not doing anything? They're just sitting there scrolling and looking at all the other people's successes. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And they're sitting there and be like, why, why is my life not like that? Yeah. It's because you're not. So you're not doing anything. You're not doing nothing. You're watching other people do things. And gotcha. you're, a con- you're a consumer, not you're a producer. You're a consumer. And then you're yeah. sitting there brooding. Well, I can't do this. Why blah, am blah, I blah. not lucky they're, enough? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Why That's am I not th- lucky enough? Why That is definitely one thing I hear a lot is, mm-hmm. oh, man, you're so lucky. And mm-hmm. like, I've only had a few small conversations with people about this this is a whole new venture for me but Mm -hmm. a lot of people a few people just you know have told me oh man you're so lucky that you were able to do that and i'm like well maybe but i was like i also put a lot of my own money into it to try to get it to this level yeah i was like and it's either gonna really help people and be a success or it's gonna totally flop like i have no idea yet but i have to hope you know be positive for the future do you feel like that's kind of people's way of kind of justifying that maybe they don't feel like they can do something, so they call you lucky? Yeah, I think in a sense think for so. some I'm people. I'm sure there's a form of envious in there a little bit because oh, yeah. they look at it and be like, that's cool. How come I'm not doing that? You're yeah. so lucky. I think, <laughs> I think saying that you're so lucky to people when they've clearly worked hard for things. Mm-hmm. I think it's just yeah, it's an easy cop out. It's easy. It's an easy thing to say, yeah. you know, and because we always look at things that we wish we had, you know, but it doesn't mean it's unattainable. You know, I would say the hardest thing for maybe most people is like getting famous. That might be really hard to do, but you know, I think I think you're right because it's essentially when those people see on TikTok and all those, yeah, any of them, they say, oh, it's right there. All you have to do is make one viral video, mm-hmm. and you get it, and you're famous. So that's why you got people doing these crazy things. Yeah. And saying what you're saying, you know, it's people think you're so lucky, but you know, no one was looking at you. No one was seeing you research all this probably mm-hmm. at every free time. Meanwhile, you're doing school, setting it up. I mean, thankfully you had people to help you create the studio, and that's a very good, very good like, step you had because you bypassed a lot of the hard work. Let's say. That you had to do on your own. You had mm-hmm. you had help outside help, which is great. But no one sees that. All they see is all of a sudden you have this, and then they're just be like, "Oh, you're so lucky to have all these." And it's like, no, you weren't seeing me doing a whole last year, mm-hmm. researching, doing all my research, learning myself, setting it up, etc. Essentially, that could happen here. 
with this podcast. Sure. Is if it goes off somehow, you know, if it does, no one's going to realize that it took like a year and a half for me to even get the first episode out. Like, mm-hmm. And all the money I invested to get all the equipment. You know, mm-hmm. Everyone will just see the end result. It's like that iceberg uh, picture. Right. Yep. Where yeah. you only see the tip of the success, you don't see all the hard work beneath mm-hmm. that people did, you know. So I guess that would be the answer to your question about motivation. Like I feel like if you put in the work, you know, as long as it's not there's hard work and then there's dumb hard work, I think. Because mm. you can work really hard and not get anywhere. Yeah, non productive work. Yeah, you can yeah. work really hard and not get anywhere. That definitely happens to a lot of people. You know. Um so I guess it's like Smart hard work, I guess that's the best no, way to sure. put it. You know, so you just gotta kind of learn to manage your time and <laughs> yeah, I put it so. put it in the proper areas. Because say you know, I I go and try to get my psychology degree or my psychology associates, and mm-hmm. I put all my time towards golf. Obviously, that's not gonna bear any fruit with right, yeah, the future. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might be able to pass your classes. I mean, a C is a passing class or a passing grade, basically. Yeah, even a D, but. It just doesn't look I guess good it, overall. No. Yeah, I guess it doesn't look good overall. Um, but I guess it also kind of shows, like, well, how much did you retain, you know, from the classes? Like, how much do you actually know? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know for sure on some of my classes, I'll be honest, like, there's some stuff I don't remember at all, you know, for sure. And that's, like, in the beginning mm-hmm. of my college mm-hmm. uh, journey, basically, in the very beginning. There's some things I don't remember at all. So... You know, but I've passed. I got a degree that says I know it, but there's some things I don't remember. You, and I feel like there's a lot of people probably like that. For sure. You definitely would be a success story so far for your associates. How did you get your start? Wait, what do you mean? Um, as far as getting your degree, your associates, your... That's a success story? Getting I associates? Say, well, I'd say so. Hmm. That's, I don't have an associate. Oh, okay. Okay. I you get, know what I'm saying? I get what you mean. Uh, the question would be... <laughs> What were your first steps to getting that? Did you start out with fun stuff? It's like fun classes at college, or did you start with your vegetables? So for myself, I knew that I wanted to get all the classes that I hated out of the way, for sure. And I wanted to save like the the funner classes, the more like psychology classes for the end. So I could, I don't know, I guess be more focused on them in a way. So my very first semester of community college was, um, I took English and math. So I had uh, English 101 and I had psychology math, which was probability and statistics. Mm-hmm. So I took those my first semester. Um, and I passed both classes with a B. Um, and and I hate math. Like it's in my family, we're just... <laughs> We're just not great at math. We have a few people who are really good at math, but most of us, math just, uh, it's annoying. Um, so I took that because I knew I didn't like math, so I just wanted to get out of the way and um, pass it with basically a C or better. I figure if I can just pass my math, pass my math <laughs> with a C or a B, I'm good. Um, English, not my favorite subject either. Uh, I'm good at writing and stuff like that. I can put a pretty good story together on a paper if I have to. Uh, for a report or a, you know, a topic. But other than that, you know, it's not something I enjoy. Uh, so I took those first. I took the ones, took classes that I knew I didn't enjoy. Okay. So you and got then your I went vegetables. From there. Yeah. Vegetables. Yeah. You okay. busted it all out. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. And mm-hmm. then towards the end, 
definitely like the last year it was like my philosophy classes and like my psychology classes all the classes i w- was going to really enjoy you know first year was english math my science classes that had really nothing to do with psychology you know like uh, biology and um, geology which i took <laughs> study of rocks yeah i just needed a <laughs> i needed a science it's elective okay, okay. yeah it's i needed important. a science elective which was a part of the general education requirements um, but it has nothing to do with my degree. Like, unless I have a patient who wants to talk about rocks, maybe. If they do, then Spooky I guess rocks. I guess I'm kind of set. If they do want to talk about rocks, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Some some classes I feel like are no benefit to your actual major. It's I think a lot wrong. of people would probably agree with that. Yeah, the general ed stuff. Yeah, it really uh, it really gets in the way for me. I have, it, I have no intention of learning that. I think it does for a lot of people. I think yeah. mm-hmm. I think it does for a lot of people where they see that, they don't want to do it. So they mm-hmm. just don't go to school because they figure, I already did like all this general education crap in high school, which mm-hmm. I did. I swear. I did like all those science classes, but they don't they don't go to college. It's weird. They don't like transfer over, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. You know? Yeah. So I guess the first step, for my associates, yeah, I was just getting the ones that I didn't like out of the way first. Okay, okay. It's like, it's like that uh, saying with kids, where like you don't you don't eat dessert first. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that after all the hard work. <laughs> yeah, or if you eat this, you'll spoil your dinner. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, what a lie. <laughs> spoil my dinner. <laughs> I'm yeah. just gonna eat that too. What do you mean? I know. <laughs> or uh, or they're delicious. like, or they, or what is it too? Like a kid always has room for dessert, no matter how full they are. Like mm-hmm. after dinner. That's true. I always had that for myself. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I got room for dessert. Don't worry. Just leave it here. Yeah, don't worry, mom. I got room. I got two stomachs. That's what I used to tell her. <laughs> I I, I, like, I got stomach for normal food, and I got and a stomach so you for have dessert. To. It's a little pocket. <laughs> yeah, I got room. I used to. I I thought from childhood to adulthood that. You know, a dessert was going to be a mandatory thing. I don't know why I thought once you became an like adult a as a par- kid. Like it was a part of dinner always? Yes, it was oh, always really? a part of dinner, yeah. Did you have dessert every time as a family? No, no, not really. Oh, you just, I just thought figured, that was the deal? Yeah, like, you know, as a kid, you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's something to look forward to, you know? And then, and then... And then nah, it's definitely a lie. You, oh, no. Oh, no. It's definitely you Jared, might have dessert at, like, your grandma's house or something. Maybe. Always, maybe. Yeah. But like, or like Christmas time, obviously. Definitely Christmas time, Thanksgiving, definitely. obviously. All those. Uh, yeah, but on a daily basis, like if your mom's cooking dinner every day. Forget about it. No, nah, you, ain't getting, you ain't getting dessert every day. There's no way. I mean, yeah, if we had dessert with my mom, it was, you know, maybe once a week, if that. You know? Nice. Yeah. But you always got, you know, food, which, you know, that was fine, obviously. Yeah. But not dessert. I guess as an adult, if you wanted to add dessert to your daily routine, sure. Like, you, you're an adult now. You can do it. If you can afford it, go for it. That's exactly what yeah. I thought. I was like, oh, uh-huh. eat, well, you know. I'm, I'm being this, good. This is what I'm going to do, you know. I'll have a, a tiramisu after my spaghetti. What about a tiramisu? A tiramisu as a kid? G as has class. That's, I know. That's a, G has class. Dude, I hated tiramisu you when hate I was tira- a kid. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid? That what? coffee taste. Yeah, it's good now. As an adult, I think it's good, but. As a kid now. Yeah. Put tiramisu in front of me? Come on. What, what oh, are you thinking? I was terrible. You crack? Come on. Terrible Come as on. a kid with the tiramisu. I used to scrape the top cinnamon layer. Yeah. It, I get it at Macaroni Grill. Of course, there. you have to. Okay. Right? Right? right down the road. Right down I the road. I got you. Okay. And 
you know, you've seen the cinnamon challenge like years ago. You'd breathe it in and you'd end up almost dying. Right. Because the so cinnamon just that, sticks to everything. You did that to yourself? Oh, well, but that, that was a little excessive, though. The cinnamon challenge? Out. It's a little oh, excessive. Oh, well, yeah. It's like what? It... There's not that much on tiramisu cinnamon. Well, there's, not that much. Right. there's a good there chunk. There can be. There's enough cinnamon you could choke up on. Well, it. as a kid, though, he's saying as a kid. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah. I, used I guess to as choke a kid, that'd it. be a lot. Right. I guess. Not, I mean, <laughs> you're not supposed to breathe like Just imagine like a big spoon. Just, yeah. Here you go, bitch. <laughs> Can I get one on the side, please? Yeah. That's funny. Hmm. A scoop of cinnamon. Oh, my gosh. No. Um, yeah, I think as an adult, if you want to do that, go for it. You know, but I don't know. You looking You looking to go back to college? Oh, take? yeah. Yeah. Well, you, the weekend warrior's dream, man. You got to have a career going first. Just what that career is 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 pending at the moment. That's why I right. say that it's. I I have a lot of interests, like same as Brandon. I mm-hmm. have my <clears throat> automotive interest, and I've had that for a while. I just uh, I worked in the industry for a little bit, and yeah, didn't you work for what the Mercedes dealership? Oh, right? Was you, the Mercedes you're, dealership? You're talking me up. I was no, no. Dodge I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm, no, no. I'm I'm not even trying to talk you up. I just a hundred percent didn't remember what. What dealership it was. Oh, it so was. I just picked Mercedes. I was just like, oh, yeah, I think. You know. No, I, I have Which to one be, was it? It was a Dodge dealership. Dodge. Hey, it wasn't. Uh, that's fine. The Mercedes of America. <laughs> hey, man. I'm, I mean, it's a car, I guess. Yeah, it's good. Dodge is okay. But uh, you want to grab me one uh, as well? Uh, uh, give me a mango cart in there. Mango cart. Folks, I got a, I got a stocked fridge, you know. Oh, you got you got you got to relax guests on the show. I even have to relax myself, so you know, it's a process. <clears throat> if you can hear that, that was a can. Actually, I gotta check this one. It's almost almost empty. But um, but yeah, go ahead, G. What were you saying? Was, uh, what were we talking about? Is that well, you're uh, saying you have a lot of interest, but you're trying to nail down interest. one yeah. of them. Oh yeah, yeah. And then um, also, but it's been the entirety of of going to well community colleges I, I have an interest in psychology and kind of helping people with their their mind and you spill it and <laughs> a little foamy bro oh you're good you're good i really tried to ignore that i was just watching that i i, wa- I saw it and i couldn't look away i just i like, the train right? no, you're good don't worry you're good and um not to say i have had the the most successful kind of uh, I haven't had that much success in therapy necessarily, but I I do see the importance of therapy and kind of talking things through and and. I mean, you mean therapy as a patient or therapy in school, like uh, going to school for therapy? Going to school for like oh, okay. like to become a therapist okay. or something like that. You know, um, just certain people needing to talk things through, and I can see how that can help. Oh, definitely, help, and know. I mean, in my experience is at least through school right now with like therapy in general is it's kind of funny that therapists don't do like a lot they really kind of just listen to you and help you kind of guide you into figuring it out on your own in a Mm -hmm. weird way so i thought it was kind of interesting that there's like a whole kind of degree out there for that but i know in certain fields of psychology it's much more serious so like you know you definitely need people like that with that education but if you're going to come into my office and talk to me about how, I don't know, life sucks, like, I don't know how much help I'm going to be for you. You're going to pay me a lot to kind of help you get through that. But mm-hmm. 
it seems like a normal problem that you probably don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on with someone to talk about. I would say... Some people it, might, but I don't know. That's if just it me. comes to that person, they may just buy your service because they just need a vent because maybe other no people around them are just tired of hearing it. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. But maybe, hope, well, hopefully if they come seek that therapist who just, that person needs to vent, hopefully <laughs> at the end of the session, the therapist can give like some advice. That's true. Because... That's a good point. You know, I don't, I'm assuming that patient doesn't want to keep paying for just this one person. Oh, I couldn't to, imagine. You know, so I'm I know thinking, how much I, I'd hope I can't that, imagine yeah, I'd that. hope that doctor would just kind of give them some pointers and be like, hey, man, it's going to be all good. Mm-hmm. You know, don't try to get in your head. If it's a problem, write it down. Because I know writing down, writing things down helps out. Clear your mind. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm saying. I, I could see where people would go and just kind of vent out. Like you were saying, they're going to pay me a bit. Yeah, but they're definitely gonna pay. I'll hear you sure. vent, but you know, yeah, that's it's not true. healthy behavior just to come buy someone's services. <laughs> Let me buy your ear so I can hear talk to you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. In the in the studies, which I'm sure you've, I've I've kind of gotten into it a little bit, but which, you kind which of study we talking about? Uh, psychology, the study mm-hmm. of psychology. You kind of start to learn the methods in which you can use mm-hmm. to kind of what would best suit each individual, right? Yeah, and you know, it's kind of funny, like, in doing my own research for, like, this podcast in Mm -hmm. general, like, a lot, I saw a lot of psychology links to it in general, how they kind of coexist. So, to, like, be a good interview, interviewer, like, of people, of guests, like, the best thing you can do is try to help guide them through the conversation, and then also, um, they look shorter now. I'm getting cozy now. Mm -hmm. Now you're good. Uh, and ask open-ended questions to where the guest basically has to like accentuate or give more detail than just a yes or no answer. And I feel like for psychiatrists or therapists, a lot of that kind of comes down to how you talk to your patients as well. You're Mm -hmm. kind of asking them questions like, I know it's cliche to hear, but like, you know, how does that make you feel? You know, that, that seems like it's a common one in that field in general. But yeah, there's a weird comparison between the two podcasting and psychology they kind of go hand in hand in a weird way i don't know if that's just me uh thinking that but i think you're right because i feel in this this day and age we're pretty cooped up on our own devices Mm. um so i think you're right like this is kind of actually very therapeutic just to sit here and just have a conversation even if it is recorded or not Mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of people may or may not have friends that can either sit down do this and just sit down and talk like we're not you know we're just rambling Mm -hmm. well not rambling but we're going down topics i get your point we're getting our words across it may not be for anyone's benefit Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day if people sat down and talked more it just get things out of their head a lot of negativity or whatever they're keeping up inside that they may not think they can say out loud but it's good for people to just just talk. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to go anywhere. You can just keep talking. I like, I like that you touched on that point because that was one of the goals that I had in my head was that even though I want guests on here to like kind of share their story and maybe hopefully inspire other people who are listening, I also want to just like kind of help them in general while they're here. Like, yeah, get things out like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Even though it's in this format, 
Yeah, they're getting it out. You know, it's getting it off of their, you know, shoulders off their Absolutely. chest, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Is that was, what you think? Oh, no, there's this <laughs> meme I, this meme I saw the other day. It <laughs> okay. was, it was Went from deep to meme. To meme. I know, Where I are we know. Going? It was, um, is, is men, men don't go to therapy, they start podcasts. <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> That's a good one. I've That's never, a good one. I've never yeah. heard that one before. Oh, man. Is that what I'm doing? I'm trying to get things off mm-hmm. my chest. Yeah, we're being a man. So I'm just going to record. We're being men. What, what is that guy's name that does the those man? videos you watch? The be a man guy? Oh, yeah. I have no idea, Who but he's comedy. Oh, amazing. He's like, what, what is he, like 45, 50? Oh, he be. just looks like this old, just like, old Boston, Boston guy. Boston grungy mm-hmm. dude. He's Boston, right? Yeah. I believe so. I do but, love those short videos, though. They're pretty funny. Yeah, man. But, they make me laugh. That's like men's therapy for today. Right. You yeah. know, just like, if you're tired of this, who cares? Be a man. It's not <laughs> Yeah, but is that, is that also kind of bad and toxic, though? Is like, no, I'm, so what I mean, no, I see what you're saying. So what I mean by that is like men in a, in society today, like, you know, it's better you don't show your feelings and things like that. Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to be like the pinnacle of like strength, but like yeah, right. we all have our problems, I think still, but you can't express it. It seems like you're deemed Cause we're as, supposed like, to weak. be a man. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to cry. So is that like good or bad? Like, you know, so the way I look at his page, totally. I think it's just eyes. straight funny. It's straight comedic. Yeah. For that, I'm point. not taking it on a serious note. Right. I mean, considering one of them is, you know, uh, you know, when you go out in the sun, don't wear sunscreen, burn, <laughs> be a man. Like, yeah, yeah. obviously, it's funny to me because yeah. I burn really quick. Of course, I'm not gonna go out with without sunscreen on, yeah, even yeah. though I do. But it's just funny. But I do see what you're saying. I mean, I hope people that do watch that find it mostly comedic instead of just like whoa i i can just if i just say be a man i'll just be stronger and i don't have to feel anything but i get i guess i viewed it two ways like i think it's funny yeah i do enjoy it and then i guess i also saw like the other side where it's like oh man like for a lot of men that's kind of true like oh just be a man like that's what your father always taught you suck it up like don't cry don't don't show your feelings you know like things like that i obviously those emotions have its place it's definitely not healthy to just bottle them up be in the be a man yeah. mindset all the time because mm-hmm. then if you're gonna be that you're just gonna be you know terminator you're just gonna have no emotion that's and true. that's not good that's no nah. um but i feel like in today's being a young man now it's it's different well, it depends on who, what you're raised by yeah and the environment you're in because you can have the macho or you could have someone a parent who reserve you know teach their sons to be more reserved mm-hmm. or let's say just have uh, more different qualities rather than someone else being nah son you got to be you know top of your top of your class all the time gotcha. being pushed I don't know you know it just depends but it also depends on the young the young man to figure out people to look up to may, it may not be their own father but and the right people look the right to. people to look up to yeah. you know if they see you know maybe a movie actor outside mm-hmm. of their acting role if they just like their character you know take a little bit of that take a bit of that character and then take it and then find someone else take some of that because that's how i did it imagine a imagine a kid going john wick hey, you know but that's how they look up to at least john wick loves and he had a, he had emotion however the puppy. he, he the had puppy. the ex- dog he had an extremely vengeance side the dog. so he's his mindset is you know don't mess with me i didn't mess with you that's but true. if you mess with me i'm gonna go 100 percent on you Go ahead, G. I have a feeling that the machismo mm-hmm. is is a matter. It's 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 there for survival. 
Of course. I think we're pushed that way because thinking back to like prehistoric times when when you really had to be like a man. I would say, I I would say, like you were saying, uh, old school mentality. But you're right; it is for survival. Well, there's there's a lot of situations and there's a lot of times in life where you get thrown into uncomfortable situations Mm -hmm. and and you want to be that type of person who doesn't. I mean, fold. doesn't fold under mm-hmm. the pressure. I mean, it makes sense. I can name a couple of times that I've been kind of macho actually really helped me in the situation Absolutely. where on the inside you're like, you know, you're, you're panicking, scared. you're scared, but mm. but being kind of very what would you say, neutral on the outside, help the people around you and gotcha. and stuff like that. Like um for example, I can give an example. <clears throat> okay. Um, Go for it. probably in, I want to say we're about a couple of years back, 2019. Um, I had gotten caught in a situation, uh, where some, basically in the middle of a drive by and, uh, somebody trying to, San Bernardino, right? this is in San Bernardino. Yeah. Gotcha. Somebody was, um, basically floored it to try to escape the person who was firing at him. Okay. Um, me kind of noticing the situation and getting out of the way, um, and and keeping that hard mentality actually really helped me throughout that whole situation because it was it was traumatizing, you know. Well, I can imagine. I mean, I can't imagine being shot at. Yeah, I, right. I don't even know what I would do. No. I don't even know if I would understand the sound coming towards me. You don't. Like I've been to a firing range, mm-hmm. you know, and and shot guns. Totally but like, different. Yeah, totally different. Totally. And you're in like a safe place, kind of doing it basically. So I like in a real world situation, I don't know if I would know what a bullet coming at me sounds like. Well, I, I joke around telling the story. It sounded like a, a Subaru was backfiring or something. Like somebody <laughs> sure. had a, a mod. It sounded like that. Right. So, and then, so a bad, a bad backfire on a car. Yeah, okay. like it was somebody's tuner car or something. I guess like some cars that. can sound so like I was, that. So I, I was cracking my head like, oh, where's this cool car at? True. And yeah. then, you Meanwhile. know, you kind of, the situation hits you. But those that situation where you're kind of being a man... In that case, it worked out really well, but it does, it does. I I think being that place. way because it wasn't just yeah. you in that car, correct? Yeah. See, it so was you my girlfriend as well. You went into a fight or flight mode, but you held it down in the in the fight situation where you saw I'm a defense. I'm gonna get away from this exactly. Immediately get her, get her yep. into safety, get her Both and I into boom, safety. Done. It's like a that's like yep. a man instinct. It basically. is. Yeah. That's a protective instinct. Prote- you yeah. said, I, that's a better said, way to say it. It's time to get out of here. Can't do it. nothing about this. Boom, gone. So yeah. So I think I think as young men, if you can learn time and place and I, I think having it is actually a very valuable tool, but the time and place to use it is in a sense exactly. being a man you kind of yeah. learn how to use it, you yeah. know? You it's, do. I mean, it, and it's, it's funny like, as that phrase is, yeah. Right. You. It's like you said, though, the, the young men, and it takes time. You know, you have to understand, like, well, I don't have to put on a front every time I'm out and about. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put on that defensive shield when you're in a defensive situation. You mm-hmm. need to bolt, bolt. What are you going to prove by fighting somebody? Exactly. If you can get away from that situation, get away from but, it. But there's a lot of people that will stay in fight, though. <sighs> I've That's met, the thing. I've met plenty of people like Because their ego and their pride gets too embellished. Because you never know way. what's going to happen. Let's say, you know, you want to get in a street fight outside of a bar. He might not be a good fighter. But what if he gets one hit? Boom. Neck on the curb. Crack. Done. Yeah. 
But what if you're a world class fighter? Doesn't matter. So, you know, hey, back it up. Shoot, Why are you going to fight someone on the street? This is a Jake Paul movie. Yeah, exactly. You know? Why are you going to fight He's just going to keep blabbering. Yeah. You just have to lower your ego and say, you know what? This guy's not worth my time. Worth I want to keep pushing to the next day. I'm not going to fight this dude. But it's hard because your ego is something. Yeah. Beat him up. But, but. I, I argue that you're being more of a man by walking away from that situation. 110%. Easily. The bigger mm-hmm. person. The bigger Easily. Because yeah. you're saying, why am I going to... If you want to fight me, let's do it in somewhere. Let's say, let's do it somewhere legit where, you know, if you want to just test egos, don't test the ego on the street because mm-hmm. you guys are, let's say, both intoxicated. You know, you never know. Like I said, never know what's going to happen. Exactly. But you're a bigger man. You're saying, you know, when your girlfriend's telling you stop, let's say, mm-hmm. listen to her. Stop. Oh, cool. You know what? We're going to go home and just relax. Exactly. Yeah, because you never know what's gonna happen. Next thing you know, you might go into jail because you killed him. Yeah, he hit the he hit the fire hydrant on the way down. You never exactly. know. That's yeah. a freak accident. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Those definitely you just happen. Never know. You always Man. hear about those stories. And they are, and that's the worst part because they belittle you if you say, "Oh, bro, you didn't stand up and fight for your girl." It's like, no, I wanted to, I wanted to go home and just have another day. Why mm-hmm. am I? Because you, you never know. But that's not to say. In those situations where if he's pressing you and you're back in the corner and you got to do what you got to do to get out. You gotta do what you gotta do to get wow. out. Yeah. But if you got, t- if you have seven options to leave, pick one and go. Yeah. You know. But. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Leaving as like the bigger person, seeing like I guess the bigger picture. Right. In a way, is definitely worth it. Um, especially yeah, when alcohol's involved. That's what I'm that saying. That never helps. That that always turns out bad. I mean. Uh, I guess maybe not not you as much, Brandon, but like me and G, I think have been in situations like that at bars, at oh, least with sure. people mm. that have come with us. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yes. Maybe not us necessarily. No, we're not. But like yeah, that. no, no, I, w- I would yeah. definitely walk away. I'm you not guys, trying to fight anybody. But mm-hmm. I'm a very calculated risk person. <laughs> I don't uh, just. I'm like you said. I'm sure you guys seen a lot more, been in a lot more heat than I probably ever have. At least from a. From a stranger to stranger standpoint, down, mm-hmm. downtown I've, Riverside. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm day, saying. I, I mean, I've done sparring matches where it's sanctioned, but this one out in the street, like I, I can only imagine what the craziness you guys seen. Like, like a sparring match in a gym. Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, like uh, I've, boxing. I, yeah, no, maybe not box, but I've wrestled like those, but I've never oh, boxed wait. someone. So what did you do again? I remember this. BJJ. Now. Yes. And Thank you. I wrestled in high that school. That was a. F- did you really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I didn't know fun. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riverside, yeah, right. Oh wow! How uh, what was your record? I didn't. I've never known this. Um, this is new funny, information. Is funny enough, this I didn't. I only competed like once or twice. Okay. Um, but at that time, I just looked at it for learning something new and exercise. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a competitive mindset growing up because I guess no one. Well, a I didn't push myself, and mm-hmm. b I didn't. Hindsight now, I didn't really want to like do it. compete. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to wrestle with the so you team you want to learn i wanted to learn i, I just want like i've never i've never done this before um which stemmed into bjj later after listening to like jocko of course mm-hmm. but trying that it's very similar to wrestling just a lot more hardcore what is bjj brazilian jiu-jitsu there we go okay brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right. yeah it's uh it's a it's a thing i'd recommend to anyone you don't have to do it, but as long as you do one course, it's good to have just a base knowledge. Now you're, you're dressed up in like those... What they call like, a gi. 
Gee, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say something you can do totally gee. wrong, but are we gonna call it like a? I, I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna go like some karate Cobra Kai thing. I, was like, <laughs> I don't know. I I knew there was a name for it. I'd heard it before, but I couldn't remember the name honestly. But uh, right. So I mean, that's what I did. It's fun, but it's one of those passwords. Either this is what you're dedicated to, mm-hmm. or it's kind of you're off the path. Intensive, and in, I mean, excuse me, in terms of jujitsu it's hard to be lukewarm in that uh environment meaning you're either all in and this is like one of your main hobbies mm-hmm. or main passions in life or you're kind of really not in it so you can't half ass it then you can't half ass like, it because you're going to fall behind everyone else right 100%. in your class everyone's going to get better like, they're th- going to get better than you in, that's in no amount of time when i mean competitive sport that's a different kind of competitive sport because if let's say that's well, very physical for myself you right know, I was a basketball athlete, but I can't compare the two because it's totally different. I played basketball, not nearly as gassed out as at the end of the yeah. at the end of the match. You do like a five minute sparring match, you're gassed. And see, that doesn't sound like a lot of time either. But everything that goes into it, yeah, five minutes could feels like an hour. Five minutes feels like a long time when <laughs> yeah. you're like someone's about trying to grab your arm and yank it. Yeah, man, that's intense. But uh, that's something I recommend anyone to do, even females you have to do it because we you know all these little goofy self-defense weapons <laughs> on your keychain ain't gonna do nothing they only work if you can get to they only work if you can get to them or they're in your enough. hand because i know i'm sure she has some mm-hmm. and i uh, gave my girlfriend some pepper spray pepper spray yep but i feel because i was funny because i saw an example in a starbucks once and this petite girl has like a Wait, an altercation? In no, just like oh. I, I'm just witnessing something. I'm, I'm creating a scenario oh, okay, in my head. Okay, so okay. I'm looking at her. Okay. She has her keys like on the countertop, but she has all these self-defense weapons on it. And I look at her and I said, hmm, a man my size, 6'2", you know, 270. I can just come up, shove you to the ground. And that's it. You're not going to grab those defense in weapons. In time. Now, if she learned how to do BJJ, let's say she shoves the ground. Now she's on her back. And she had, and she's ready to sprawl. She might be That's able to come dangerous. Back. That's dangerous because she can just keep my, me back just from her feet alone. Even if she's small, sure I might grab her. But if she has knowledge of self defense from her own body and not from a device, yeah, she can choke me out if she gets to my back, and I'm not keen to know that. She can just choke me out. Boom, done. Four foot eleven girl choke me out. Done. Yeah, I would say I would say any self defense course is really they have good to. to kind Everyone of, has to know something nowadays. Because then, I mean, you're even talking about one thing I would love to do it for is the actual adrenaline control. Because I imagine you were just just an adrenaline dump as soon as it's you get primal. in the ring. It's primal. Yeah. It feels that way because mm-hmm. you're saying this is either me or you. Who's going to come out on top? Yeah. And you're either getting choked out or you're tapping and resetting and doing it again. Mm-hmm. You'd like it. Who who was better, the smaller people or the bigger people? So, so I always wonder about size advantage. It's dangerous when so BJJ doesn't matter. Me and doesn't any, matter about size. Me and anyone can go up against each other. Oh wow! Which is the great. Well, it'd it be a little. Da- it'd be dangerous, but if you're fast and big, mm-hmm. that's dangerous as as all heck. But mm-hmm. if you're small and you're already gonna be fast and you're cut and lean, like my coach mm-hmm. when I was when he was working there and teaching me. He couldn't weigh more than a, you know, 150 pounds, wow. and he was crawling all over me like it was nothing. Because really? I was so slow and so tired, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to go. He's already on my back. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him off, moves to my side. Sounds like a spider. Yeah, his nickname <laughs> was like the like spider like... monkey. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. But, yeah, he was a great coach. But yeah, the size doesn't 
really necessarily matter. That's why it's good. It's good to have those deterrent weapons on your keychain. No doubt. You know, Pepper mm-hmm. Tray, if you can get it fast enough, that's a good deterrent. But, you know, some some thugged up dude, he doesn't mind. He might not care. He might just be able to push it down. That's when you're going to have to know. You're going to have to be familiar with what it's like to be on your back with someone about to come on top of you. That's obviously a hostile threat. Mm-hmm. And you have to be ready to say, what's my next maneuver here? How am I getting up? How am I walking away? How am I getting out of here as fast as I can? Because that's what BJJ is about. It's about if you're in a tussle, what's the quickest way to get out of here? and quickest way to deter this threat so I can leave. Because you're not rather I mean, yeah, you can strike the dude, but, you know, my whole goal would be to get out of there. If I can, I don't want to call ch- choke him out, but if you can tap him, like let's mm-hmm. say you gain superiority, boom, you get him out, he says he's done, then you get up, walk away, just go. Don't even sit around. Don't boast, but, that, you know, again, that's yeah. what, all that boils down into. Be a man. <laughs> be a man and, <laughs> and subsiding your ego. That, yeah. You know, but... Yeah, I, I recommend all I guess persons e- to do that. I guess your ego, you mean by like, just realize that you're going to get beat up for a while, maybe? Because oh, I know a lot class, of people would probably give up early because they are basically you, losing all the time you in have the beginning. To, yeah, you have to go in with, dang, I'm at square one. Yeah. And I might be at square one for two years. Mm-hmm. That takes a long time to get your black belt, right? Or is, it, or if you're, black belt is the highest or black purple? Belt, I, I think there's a thing called the red the red, but that's higher than black. But you have to be dummy good. Let me let me look it up while I keep talking. Is that all martial arts? Are they all belts? Because I thought I thought it was just karate. I'm, I'm not certain. All... I'm not certain, but definitely jujitsu. Yeah, it's a belt thing too. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they even do belt things in like a tier system. So, so that's like basically what would be your weight in boxing, right? Mm, would I would go against like a red belt versus a red belt, or I wouldn't say that in in terms of boxing because weight's different because okay. i don't think i could box you they wouldn't allow that because yeah, i'm so weights. much more mass on you mm-hmm. not like let's say well boxing most... is definitely weight yeah you, you're so, not matching up not yeah. like how it is with celebrity boxing where weights are totally different yeah because that's just but an expedition in jujitsu they go off base purely skill okay and seeing oh you know how that's to wild. do you know how to do this um but I remember seeing the promotion for some people to do that, and they pretty much have to do King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. And it's just like round after round, people coming up and just testing you. And then the final one's your coach, and he goes in hard on you after you went like through five people. So you're done. Mm-hmm. But it's I would say it's purely based off skill and how well you know the, the martial art and how well you know how to defend yourself. Okay. Um, that's why I'm a big proponent, even for anyone to learn it just so you know what it feels like to have let's say a you know 200 plus pound man on you yeah you know a lot of people don't know that so you know what you're gonna do is you're gonna freak out and hurt yourself and that's the scary part i think i think you definitely have a lot of good insight as far as you know you you do propose a worst case scenario situation but i mean it's it's scary to think about it but it is reality i mean mean, you got to think about certain situations in which you you i don't know it would be good to have that tool in your bag Right. That, that's all it is you know it's in the res- it's in the reserve ready to go exactly. i mean let's say you think that's like a good base to like help you along in life like yeah even career-wise you think so right yeah but the discipline right uh in the career field it shows you um a lot of different ways to think about a situation 
Because the same with jujitsu, you could apply to business. Like, oh, dang, couldn't pass guard right here? All right, what's my next move? Mm-hmm. And it always keeps you thinking. And I think that's where a lot of people um, become complacent. Let's say like at Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I was working there, I saw a lot of people. That's just what they did. You know why? Because they're comfortable. Um, and, you just, and you just look familiar? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've never done nogi, uh, pretty much, but this is the same thing. Just all of a sudden you're getting tugged, your sleeves getting pulled. Um, is that a woman on top? Uh, it's, a dude, a it's a dude with, with a man bun. Yeah, <laughs> okay. with a man bun. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Um, I mean, this projector is yeah. not perfect, but it works. Right now we're watching two people sparring on a, on a nogi Oh, thank match. you for that note. Um, they're cranking. Um, uh, but you know, it's a, a big proponent too. How, see how he's spinning and and doing a lot of that with his knee. It's a lot like of people get scared, right? So Of the spinning? I wouldn't say the spinning, but the aspect of I'm holding your knee here. If you move any other way, boom, snap, oh, dude, gone. Crazy. Knee gone, surgery, boom. I can't even imagine that. So it's it. that's where a lot of people get scared. Let's say people who go to the gym a lot and they have a white belt coming in. Mm-hmm. They're not used to that. They're just going to flail. And that can cause you injury and cause a white belt injury. So, you know, tread at your own risk on this sport. But I would definitely recommend just trying it. Just getting in the feel of it. Get sweaty. Feel someone's forehead on your face. You know? Get, <laughs> that's a, that's feel, a funny statement, but I get your point. Feel a knee going feel, across your upper thigh. Feel, just digging in. Yeah. You know? Feel that. It sounds, uh, this sounds very sexual at the same time. <laughs> that, that, that statement could have gone either way, oh, I think. Oh, for sure. Like, I, get See, I, I, mean, I get your point, though. Yeah, I just... Yeah. My own head goes goes the wrong way. Like imagine that's like a five, you know, four foot woman right there, just boom, bop, being spinning around. Oh, I mean, I mean, all right. So we're we're watching two women do Brazilian jiu jitsu, and I could imagine they could probably beat my ass. Currently, oh, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. They could definitely beat my ass. That's what I'm saying. It's dangerous. It's, crazy. it's dangerous because they, you know, that's why you look at these people walking around beside you. It's like, what knowledge is it? What, what do you know that I don't know? If I got an altercation with you right now, what do you have? Mm. Uh, that's what my whole point is. Like, if you can get out, that's why you don't fight anybody on the street because you just don't know. You never know what people know. What if know? he got a shiv? Gone. How are you going to defend against shiv? You ever done weapon disarms? You know, you never done that stuff. No, I, I've never done that stuff. I've never done that. I'm done. I'm getting knifed in the neck. Gone. Uh, I think I've watched every John Wick. I think oh, you are. Right I'm pretty qualified so, for it. So, so you're one of those people. Like, <laughs> I've, I've watched plenty of movies that I think I got it. I can go to war. I know. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. That's what me and my mom think uh, about those movies where they rob banks. So mm-hmm. we love watching those type of movies. Uh, I like those type of movies. And I feel I always tell her I always joke around that we've watched enough movies about how to rob a bank that I think we could do it, Mom. Just me and you. Like I think we could do this. Like you, you we've watched a, plenty of them. You I would think need a little groundwork for that. You would need to stoke out the place. No, I know. Yeah, you would have to. <laughs> but, but at the same time, but I'm like, yeah, we got enough knowledge of movies that we could totally. Like, let's, let's just go rob a bank one day. Let's, let's, see, let's see what they got like an emergency button somewhere. Yeah, make sure somebody oh, don't run do. off. You got to do it right when they, it opens. They got like the. Oh, I, what, I didn't even the, know that. See, that the button that what dials the police right away. Uh, I think Silent they still do alarm. die packs and monies. They sure I, do. I think they still do. Absolutely. Yeah, so no, we're we're out of our element for sure, but we always just joke around. Do you about ever it. notice on certain dollar bills that they have like a lot of ink on them? 
What, the ink? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I've noticed like, that on certain... What kind? Like blue? Like diff- yeah, I was going to really? say different blue. colors. Like, you got a blue seen, dye I pack? think I've seen those dollar bills where they have a lot of ink on them. I never thought about that because they have dye packs, huh? So yeah. you, think, you think someone tried to... Like, Somewhere. Someone, and just, someone tried to rob them and they got them? They probably what? circulated it back in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> oh, you got to. I mean, even though it's essentially worthless piece of paper, but yeah. Sure. You, you got to cycle it back in. Right. So let's, uh, let's talk oh, cryptocurrency. We're gonna talk <laughs> about oh, not no, the no, crypto. No. You, know, <laughs> you know, I had a feeling once I made that comment that you were going to go that way. Oh, of course. I don't know. Crypto's, it's definitely fascinating. And I think uh, digital dollar is probably the future, but it's not going to be Bitcoin or any of those. The government's going to come up with their own, you know, because all the cryptocurrencies that we currently have, none of them are like regulated really. So if we're going to go digital currency, you know, no more paper, the government's just going to come up with their own, you know, something they can con- control. Tax. I guess you say. Oh, yeah, dude, they're going to get their cut. Yeah. No matter oh, what sure. way they look at it. I mean, it is. you still have to pay taxes on crypto now. Yeah, that's wild. You're right. Yeah, it is kind of wild. But you do have to pay taxes now, you know, because when I filed taxes this past year, they asked me, oh, did you make any money from crypto? And I was like, at the time, like, I hadn't, you know, um, so I was like, no, but just in hearing that, I was like, damn, I was like, time to change they, it. They might just like, do that then. They're probably just going to keep that. But, I mean, essentially. But let's say this, let's say. You can make a lot of money off of it. Let's if say you, you do it right. Right. So yeah. let's say you got a lot of money. Okay. And essentially when that comes up into your taxes. Yeah. Do you have to tell them? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It It's, it's weird because. Right. A lot of the like apps that people use to get crypto, they're not really giving out like W twos, you know. Like so, that's my, that's my curious. Mm. So I know I'll probably get a little hate for this, but like Robinhood, like even though they've had a lot of trouble in the past, what six months really, um, they're still a pretty easy app to use when it comes to like trading stocks and buying stocks, and they give you a W two at the end of the year. Oh, that's interesting. So you can you know, basically do your taxes with it. But on the crypto ones, I haven't seen any that have like a W-2 that they give you like at the end of the year. Because like for me, I sold some of my Dogecoin Mm. when it like spiked all the way up. So I'm curious about what happens next year when I have to pay those taxes for the money I made off of it. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm going to have to Google this probably. Yeah. Well, what's out. your point? What's your I was point? gonna say I said I'll let you know next year by, because uh, uh, I'm I'm I bought mine through PayPal. Oh, interesting. So because it allows you to buy just a little bit of it yeah. instead of a like whole. an increment. You see, Venmo has it now. Oh You can man, buy really? crypto Venmo. Yeah. What? They only have like I think like four coins right now. It's oh, okay. like, Bit Bitcoin, Litcoin, Bitcoin Cash, <laughs> like one other one. Litcoin. Litcoin. I've yeah, never heard that's of that. a good name. But <laughs> Litcoin. Yeah, you can buy like coins off of Venmo, and I'm like, oh, that's so man. weird. But actually, I think I told you about it, G. That so the app that I use is called Uphold for my crypto. Mm-hmm. They have a debit card now that I can get, where I earn two percent, two percent crypto back for using my card as I spend it. So I'm like, what? Yeah. So to me, I feel it's kind of weird, um, only because. So if I'm spending it off of the debit card, how am I paying taxes? Like, I got to do some research into it because honestly, I don't know. Uh, tip that mic up just a bit. There you go. Yeah. So kind of going off that, that's why I'm hesitant. About it? With about 
all the crypto stuff going on. Um, even with the stock market per se, I'm not uh, totally, I don't have any grasp on it. But the crypto always kind of freaks me out because it's like, now the way it's heading, a lot of people are catching on. Mm-hmm. That's where I think you're see, you're going to see where maybe our government's going to be like, oh, well, we'll just create our own. And then now you got people in that system. Because now it's just going to be mainstream. I, like if you can, I think regardless, they're still going to create their own. <sighs> That's Because they're not getting a piece of the pie, right. really. But, they're getting taxes, but eh. And I mean, I feel like Bitcoin and all these other coins and all the stuff that's coming out of thin air it's it's kind of, i don't say it's spooky but it's interesting to see where it's like i get it that we're going through a digital age but it's gonna make me wonder like what's gonna really happen when you keep progressing with bitcoin or dogecoin i i did kind of notice um i couldn't tell you what currency or or who was doing it but there's someone out there that so basically you get whatever say um say i had a a piece of art on the wall right that i made you can get it evaluated and they'll accredit you certain credits for or or intellectual property or something like that so so i think how do you get that judge though that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know too much about it, but should, I heard should I about do it. that with the canvas art in here. Should. Like, hey, how much is that? Worth Get it appraised. Now? Yeah. yeah, how much is that worth now in the studio? That's where I find it interesting. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. there's stuff like that out there. Like, like say, uh, couldn't you essentially get anything appraised? You can get this podcast appraised. Well, this is the same deal with you know one man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> exactly. Weirdly, yeah, that's true. It's true. Well, I see what you're saying though, G. It's, yeah. it's okay. So see this cryptocurrency. I don't know if you can read yeah. it, but like, let's see. The way they have crypto now, it just makes it sound like a stock, really. Because right here it says, if you're buying and selling cryptocurrencies, you'll pay capital gains taxes on the profits. So that's normal when you trade and buy stocks. And if you hold it for a year or more, you'll pay long-term capital gains, which is more beneficial compared to small uh, capital gains. So Mm. the longer you hold it, the less taxes you're going to pay. So that just sounds like a stock. So it's it's still really weird. I don't understand cryptocurrency as a whole, really, because you're still trading it like a stock. But it's also, like, in my head, I think it, it's just, it's non-existent. Too. Well, there's that, no company. There's no, no. It's weird. And I think, it's odd. I think that's what kind of blows my mind is, like, you hear these, like, the precursors, the people who bought it before it was a big deal. Before it was big. And Actually, there is a guy like that, like eight years ago. That's what I'm saying. Who and said, like, just please buy $1 of Bitcoin. This was like eight years ago. And like, just imagine if you're on that train right now you, just because yeah, of that. And you bought $100 worth of Bitcoin back in the day. But I just think it's fascinating that we get to that standpoint where someone's saying this, but you're saying, nah, you're just, uh, you're just, you're just thinking outside the box, bro. You know, it's no big deal. Now he's chilling, big money. But then now it's almost turning into a stock where it's like, well, what do I do? You know, yeah. what 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 is what really is this? So, but again, I haven't done my research, so I'm coming from like a definitely outside the circle perspective. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you guys have delved into it and purchased bits of it mm-hmm. yourself. But I'm gonna, I don't want to remain traditional. But yeah. I'm just kind of skeptic. Um, but you I'm know, still highly skeptical. But I just you're taking the risk though, which is I see the trend which is, though. It's trendy. True. It's trendy. It's trendy. Which so I'm not hating you, on. If it, you can take advantage of it, it's not a little hurting bit, you can anybody. Make some money. So I'm down for it. But again, I'm just 
a little at a loss with it because I don't quite see the value, the value yet, or yeah. the tangi the tangi tangibility. I don't know if that's a word, but it's well, just interesting. This is gonna be around in like ten years. Oh, basically. I'm sure it'll be established. You'll that see. You mean? You'll you'll Kinda. see Bitcoin probably ATMs <laughs> everywhere, and mm. you're just gonna go get like you know, I'm pull out some Bitcoin. Beep beep beep. I think I think Bitcoin and probably like the top five other coins will probably be around. I don't know if all of them will be around though. No, I doubt it. Because there's so many people. People are creating them every day. It's crazy now. Like I know partly probably because of the memes. Mm. It's probably meme worthy, like Dogecoin. Like, well, I mean, if you yeah, look, that one got popular just because of that. I mean, if we trendy. if we look around us, though, I mean, there are, every country has its own currency as well, or right. certain. I mean, there's the European yeah. Union. They they have the euro. Yeah. I mean, if you band together, say, certain cryptocurrencies start to come together. I mean, it's kind of the same deal. It's oh, just, it's, just, it's you like know a what I mean? universal. It's a yeah. universal Ooh, way of paying for Are things. we talking a universal currency. money for the entire world? Well, yeah, that'd be universal that'd be, currency? That'd be, yeah. I'd put that'd everybody be, on the same That would field. be so hard to accomplish, I oh, think. 100%. Because the governments would never agree. Mm. I don't no. think they would ever agree. Plus, I think it has Even to though it would probably be a lot easier to do that. Oh, Essentially, no? Well, that's what goes back to, like I said, I'm pretty, I'm pretty layman when it comes to this. But I would assume everyone has their way they do it, A, tradition and be the way they have resources to allow that pound allow that dollar to be that dollar like in, like if you look at places where they have inflation mm-hmm. forget about it a mm-hmm. hundred some odd dollars for one loaf of bread that's where it gets tricky but I see what you're saying with the universal currency it would be very hard but I don't see why it wouldn't work because how simple it would how simple would that be? Oh, I'm going to go to Europe for a vacation. Cool. I don't have, to, have, to, ex- exchange. I don't have, have to exchange, exchange yeah. money now. Or I don't have to, I might be losing money now. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I, you know? I you think, never know what the exchange rates are. I think you lose are. money now going to Europe. I'm sure you do. I think Considering what's going on. I think you get like 90 cents on the dollar or something. Oh, like is it the euro stronger? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the US dollar has dropped a little bit. And I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to universal... Uh, currency. I'd just be interested to see how it would pan out. That's well, all. universal as in the sense like what we have nowadays, like what you could provide basically for mm-hmm. the world. What does your country do? You know, maybe cryptocurrency would kind of move towards that. But then again, sure. that's un- that's if it has an identity. I think or a place. You know, I think some countries and some governments yeah need a new currency. They just need to start over. You think, think you think most some countries out there need to just they just need to start just over. Need to pause time out yeah. start <laughs> no I know it sounds dumb but I feel like we need one like of those. their money has just fallen so far onto like almost useless in a way in well, in a way like that's corruption yeah like the only way you can really use it at all is just in their country if you try to go anywhere outside the country you you know you're losing all your money all much. your money so I feel like some governments would benefit from just like restarting even though that's probably impossible and really yeah. hard to do i know it sounds dumb but I, I don't know i think if that were to happen i think you would just have the neighboring country be like yeah we'll we'll, we'll absorb you the you. money or something no i think they'll just absorb it oh amazon absorbing whole foods or what? absorb <laughs> but um it just sounds like a big bankruptcy yeah uh, it would be tough it would be tough to do that uh, but you know, maybe we'll see it in 
and down the road next 10 15 years see some pushes because i mean i'm already seeing it every day on youtube buy crypto mm. next thing, oh, you'll, next thing you'll see it is on tv i mean I, we're even talking about it now like if you think about it and years ago there was there wasn't a lot of platforms that talked about it you'd be probably called a conspiracy theorist if you yeah talked about Bitcoin. and now you see it social media tiktok i see people all the time talking about crypto yep. it's everywhere twitter Anything. Anything. That's why I feel like they're gonna. It's gonna be streamlined soon, considering all the hype behind it. Mm. They're gonna create some company. Like let's say, let's say Bitcoin was a company, right? And then they just have offices, and then all of a sudden it's just gonna be another form of transaction. I don't know how you would make it, but I'm just saying the way the way the uh, the popularity behind it. It seems like it might. It could just turn into another business. Yeah, the, the, I, I don't know. That's why. That's my outside perspective. Again. When well, when I kind of think of it, because isn't to my understanding, isn't Bitcoin stored on servers? I believe uh, so. Or I think it there's. Like it's also server. like called like what blockchains or something like I've that. I've heard of that. I think it's on some kind of thing mm-hmm. um, because I know people what they call data mining. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do that miners. a lot. Miners sounds like gold miners. Um, but I know there's a set of there's a there's a cap on how many Bitcoin are out there. Yes, that's why it's a pro move for those that I back th- in the day they bought I whatever. Think Bitcoin mm-hmm. is like twenty one billion. Like that's the cap. Bitcoins. Oh, of coins. Yeah, billion and coins. I think that's supposed to be. I think they're all supposed to be mined by like twenty thirty something. So yeah, that's so then, essentially you're gonna run out. That's why a lot of people were against. Dogecoin because there there's an unlimited supply. Yeah, so oh, eventually I didn't it's know that. Gonna... Yeah, so I don't know if they'll ever reach Bitcoin level. Mm-hmm. I could see it reaching a dollar. It might just take longer than people expect. I think it'll probably reach a dollar, but you know I could totally be wrong. I mean, it's it's dropped from seventy five cents to like twenty nine cents, so it's definitely taking a plunge. But We're... every Cryptocurrency has taken a plunge in the last two weeks. But to kind of answer, because I mean, you you from an outside point yeah, of view, I'm, I'm you, outside. it looks very like why are you putting money towards this? Like there isn't any right. But you look at um, like Tesla for a while there, sure. they were accepting Bitcoin for a vehicle. So you have certain individuals that start to kind of promote it, and then everybody starts to make a little. You're not wrong. I so, see what you're saying. Just, that's that. So that kind of stems along between. That's why I tether between bitcoin and the stocks the same way because mm-hmm. i'm in the essentially i know that well not essentially but i know a big proponent is why people get rich in the long run it's because they invest in stocks mm-hmm. and those stocks continue to get them wealth behind the scenes and then the next thing you know oh i have whatever cash out boom millionaire or a hundred you know you have, now you got a hundred thousand dollars that's a lot of money that's why I'd... i see what you're saying it's it's one of those it's an investment where in my mind, I don't know a lot of knowledge behind it, so of course I'm going to be like, I don't want to put fifty dollars towards this one share. I don't know if it's going to kick I th- off. I think the safest thing to do, like to your point, is like the ETFs and stuff like that. Stuff that has like continuous growth every year. You know, like eight percent a year. You know, if you just kind of start, you know, channeling it into that. But like picking like an actual stock that you think is just going to take off. That's I think. It's, it's harder. I mean, I know a lot of people try to do like as much research as they can, and essentially they just believe in that company, so they're willing to take the risk. But it's a gamble. Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess the smartest thing to do is 
just be willing to risk the money that you're comfortable losing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration. A lot of people just put like their life savings into something because it's trendy. Mm-hmm. And then they end up being burned. You know. I think that's probably why I'm timid because as of where I'm at right now, I don't have a lot of leeway to put X amount of dollars into that. So I think that's kind of why I'm like skeptic. Yeah. I guess I could change if, if I got. If you start small, I mean, yeah, I only, yeah, I only, that's true. I only put like fifty or hundred dollars, like maybe every two weeks when I get paid, into stocks that I think will that are worth give it. me, you know, long term growth or stocks that I think will boom in the future. Sure, and that's I can afford to lose something like that. You know, I'm not gonna drop good, a few though. thousand dollars because <laughs> I'm just like, no, nah, it's not, not worth it to me. You know. Mm. Yeah, see, what, what kind of got me into stocks and cryptocurrency is um, I kind of had I, I had a savings account for a while, and and the way that it worked, basically, they would pull from it. That's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's a service charge here, a service charge there. Yeah. You basically, if you Plus, didn't, you learn, earn no interest for it sitting in there. You, It's, it's, the, it's ridiculous. Banks don't give you anything. Exactly. True. The money's dying, in a sense. You know, you figure you have, what, $5 and maybe about, the year 2000 to five dollars now in yeah, 2020 like exactly the, yeah, it, like it depletes cent. it depletes yeah. but when you invest in stocks and cryptocurrency you're giving your money life yeah so it can potentially make money for you or it can stay relevant in a sense Does that, that makes make sense? sense yeah it does that's the kind of the thought process that I makes a lot of sense it. even mm. if you don't want to do something like that brandon i think one of the smarter things is to try to find online banks that actually give you a good interest rate on your money, even if it's just going there. True. Yeah. Um, so, like, for me, actually, a lot of my money goes into my Robinhood account to basically the cash reserve part because um, they give me a debit card if I, if I do want to spend it. But I earn uh, 0.3% uh, interest on my money if it just sits in there. So this isn't actually stocks that I own. This is just money that's sitting in there. I can either use that money to buy stocks if I want, or I can just let it sit there. And I'm insured up to 250000 So if I ever get to that point, like it's at least insured up to that. Wow. I probably wouldn't go above that. True. Just in case. Yeah, I that's know. that's good money. That's a good chunk of money right there. But uh, yeah, but it's point. Three percent, and that's way higher than the banks. And the only reason I did that was because it was higher than just putting my money in a savings bank, in a savings account, um, just so I could earn that interest. And every month, uh, so far, they've given me money, basically interest. So, it I would say, I would say last month, because it also depends on how much money you have sitting in there. The more money you have sitting in there, the better interest you're gonna get. I think I earned like ten cents last month of interest, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound like a lot, but over time, if you do that, you know, consistently, it grows even more. Yeah, your money's gonna grow, you know. But I I understand. Like, it took me a long time to even think about stocks it's in general. True, it took and, me a really long time. And I think it stems from. I guess a, a lot of the things that I watched growing up, because it's the same deal. You know, they always tell you, even in school, oh, if you work hard, you know, you'll get it. Or you'll work hard, you can succeed. But I think nowadays, there's so many, there's so much information out there. Um, there's so much information out there where you can figure out different pathways that can bypass 
I don't want to say all you that hard work. Stocks? Well, not bypass stocks, but I'm just saying you can, like, you know, someone could work hard, let's say, in an automotive industry for 50 years, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm retired, but I'm too tired to do anything. Hmm. But now you got people our age who are able to find different avenues and do things that they like to do to be able to find wealth at a young age, uh, like, you know, i.e., let's say, Bitcoin hmm. or YouTube, pl- other platforms hmm. where you can make it pretty quick. And get a good chunk of money, and then you're kind of—I wouldn't say set, but you know—and now you're living lavishly. Mm-hmm. Whereas growing up, all I was taught was like, "Hey, work hard, put your head down, you'll Change you'll your succeed." Time for money. Yep. And I think yeah. that's where now I'm at this my point in my life where I was like, "Man, f that." You know, I wanna I wanna live happy no matter I don't wanna say no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. But I wanna live. Your mental health is my like mental the most important to you, and than the, instead of the money. And I think I didn't really quite understand like the whole kind of craze maybe because i am a little biased because i when i see people when they talk about mental health maybe i'm not seeing it from their point of view or some people just do it for blatant attention that's why i have skewed but nowadays i kind of took that into my own uh realization where it's like you know working at amazon and i was like this place sucks (laughs) like why am i working here hence why i hit you up james and i was like you know can i come back Mm. to my old job And I just made the move because I feel... At least you're closer to work now. I'll give you that. 100% that, closer to that's work. That's a huge advantage. Huge. That's the main Too reason. Too many people are commuting. No. Right. And at the same time, it's like, well, we only live for X amount of time, sometimes shorter, sometimes yeah. longer. Might as well just live it... The way you want to. The way I want way. to. As long as I'm, I have a good head on my shoulders and I'm not causing people problems. You're not, like, living in a ditch somewhere? Yeah. As long as, you know, I'm thankful for what I have, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much what you need for the rest of your life. I don't, I'm not to say you can't chase the paper, can't yeah. chase the money or whatever. You can have those goals, but I think there gets to a fine line where, like, you see a lot of people, influencers now, they like, they just like, they may like just showing things off just because they have it. Yeah. And the day, they might not be happy. You know why? Because, oh, I think uh, this a lot of social media is a fake, I think. I don't think they're as happy as they portray to be. Some might be, so I'm not going to you know, demean those people. But I think a lot of it, yeah, sometimes it's just fake. Right. Yeah. And I do agree that's that. how like the I think younger people get wrapped up into it, and they feel so freaking depressed with it, themselves it, and their lives. Right. You know? It, it, I mean, it's a great avenue for those who want to do good in the world and put out their stories. I'm all for that. I just get a little, I get agitated when I feel the purpose behind, let's say, buying their product. Oh, it's trying to sell something. It's just trying to sell something. You're not really looking out for me and or or your fans or customers. Yeah. I think you're just looking. Oh, what's the next house in LA I can get? See what I've. That's kind of how I've been looking at a lot of online things currently, in my view. I I agree because the one thing I've always thought about, even for myself. And like this platform in general is like if I can bring value to someone's life without like them paying for it, I I feel happy about that, you know. And I think, you know, bringing value to someone's life, I think if you're doing something for the right reason, I think money comes on its own. Right. I don't really think you have to like try to go and get it, like grasp for it. I think if you're just bringing good value to people's life and you're making yourself happy and you're making others happy, I think the money just comes on its own. And 
uh, again, that is a good, it's a mindset, but I think only specific people have that. Yeah. Whereas you do, and uh, like the rest of us here in this room, mm -hmm. we like to just, if we can be in a situation where we make people feel good mm -hmm. and we're all, ha we're all vibing and having a good time, that's yeah. to me where the fun's at. Not, you know, being taking pictures of myself and all this stuff, just to post online for digital likes that don't do anything for you mm -hmm. meanwhile this is way or if better you don't get enough likes you, you don't get, get depressed you have a meltdown mm. it's you like oh, my, you know, my last month's photo got more than this yeah you know? yeah so this yeah. to me is way more exciting and in the moment than posting something that has to be perfect mm. just for some internet fake hot likes you know that's what i always find funny about filters yeah like filters make some people look amazing yeah. Like just completely beautiful compared to maybe what they look like in real life. And I'm just like, that's very depressing, I think, for people to see because it's not really how you look. Like, you know, I get maybe you want to look like that, but, you know, it's maybe just not plausible. You know, it's not something sure. that's possible. And sure. I think that gives a bad image to all the younger people who see that. And they're like, I wish I looked like that. But it's not real. You know? oh, so you're saying like Photoshop and all that? Yeah, it's not real. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It, it, that's where, you know, you have people who have now body images because they look at whoever. Yeah. Not going to name names, but whoever. All of a sudden it's like, well, how come their skin's flawless and mine's not? Next thing you know, they're buying their product. That probably don't work. Now this this might be a little a little touchy, like because I I don't have a girlfriend, but you guys have girlfriends. Do you think they run into that themselves possibly at times? Um, as far as like they see maybe a girl on Instagram or social media and they like maybe have a, a moment where they're like, oh, I wish I could like look like that or something. I think, I think, think they run into that. I mean, I think, shoot, I could even, I, I wouldn't even single her out as having that problem. I could say I have that problem. You look at people's successes and stuff. I mean, mm. you know, a man's journey. So different. Yeah. Uh, different side. You I shouldn't guess. compare yourself. No, I agree. At the end of the day. It's hard <laughs> not to, but I do agree. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I'll, I'll compare myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll do. It's, I mean, it's, like, my vanity isn't, the way I look isn't my most important deal, mm -hmm. such as, I mean, I couldn't speak for my girlfriend in saying that her vanity is, is her, her main goal to be, mm. you know, the most gorgeous thing on the planet. Yeah. But I was just I guess I was just curious on like do you think it ever affects her like if she sees something you know I think there's yeah I would say so I would say yeah. so because I, I mean you you look at yeah. you going you're going out mm -hmm. there's like a minimum 2 hours to get ready yeah. I mean there's what why would you do that otherwise Yeah right no, that's true I, I I agree with Garrett on that one for sure because <clears throat> and, and on both his points I do the same thing there's no doubt I think it's I don't want to say it's natural mm -hmm. I think it's always in a sense, it's a good thing because you're not, not maybe in the sense of like comparing, you're like, God oh, dang, I wish I looked like that person. Mm -hmm. But in a sense, he's like, well, you could. You just got to work for it. You got to work for it. But as it comes with maturity, like you're saying, you're like um, having that mindset, like, well, at the end of the day, you can't compare yourself. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's easy for you to say that and I say that because, you know why? We came to that realization. Mm. Whereas maybe young younger versions of us or other people, yet. they're just like, nah. I got to be that, you know, because maybe that's all they look up to, which is also dangerous. Mm -hmm. But same with girls, though, too. Seeing all these pop stars and stuff, it's mm -hmm. like it's nice to think that they may not be altered by under the knife. But most likely, 
They've been a altered. A lot of them are. A lot of them are. And yeah. A lot of them are, excuse me. And um, I think that has a, a mental toll on young folks, especially now. Like you said, with filters, you don't really, you might not look like that person. I'm, I'm, I'm all down for editing photos, but, you yeah. know, when you're going to edit yourself to make yourself look a look different like way than not. you are, that's where it gets touchy because then you start going down the rabbit hole of other mental problems. I think it warps your body mentality dysmorphia. and your reality. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, definitely, but yeah. this is a this is a deep seated rooted issue really in Western yep. everything. Well, psychological, Western. I think, for everybody. Absolutely good. But yeah. we have we have this problem. I mean, you look. I mean, we're in America. This you have to have the nicest car. You have to be the most beautiful. You have to have the biggest house. Yeah. You know, and then you look at you know even the competitiveness of neighbors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, somebody gets a new truck. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Exactly. That exactly. Oh, his lawn's exactly. better than my lawn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. We live in a very competitive environment, and it doesn't help that Hollywood and pushes movies. It. And yeah, pushes it. You know, they kind of put that put the uh, celebrities on a pedestal, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, guys, which one do you want to be? Mm. Now follow that person. Yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying, Garrett. It's it's a little rough, and, and I, I can understand why people are so caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Because that's you growing up, that's what you see. You go walking around, you see advertisements, somebody's in a bikini, they're like 100 pounds, or, you know. Yep. As as a female, I couldn't imagine. It's, it's probably very, very rough. Especially at the time we were growing up. I mean, I remember seeing movies back in the day. Everything's skinny. Especially. And then, right. And yeah. then nowadays, girls are a little bit more thicker. Mm. In movies, or they're at least they're promoting it a little bit more. They, yeah, or let's say in songs, they like you know that kind of style more. Versus back then, uh, you probably couldn't really see a movie without any big girl in it personally. Yeah, or even for the guy aspect, what was what was normally <laughs> the big chubby guy's role? Oh, he's the nerd. He's the mm-hmm. reject. Or the, I guess the funny guy really. That well, the funny guy that like doesn't Jonah, get Portland, like the hot chick, yeah, like I guess. Jonah Hill or something. Let's say yeah. for example. Meanwhile, you got like Channing Tatum. Who, that's who all the girls care for. You mm-hmm. know why? Because the, the guy was yoked. Yeah. So it is all of an image thing, but, you know, at that time, like you're saying, we have that mindset where we matured enough where it's like, you know, there's a lot more to it than just the surface level. But <laughs> if, if, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. I was going to say, but, I mean, if you really look at that kind of, that problem, if you keep your, uh, this is going to be a little, probably a little conspiracy theory. Let's hear it, dude. <laughs> yeah, if you I keep love your... People occupied with stupid stuff. Mm. They don't look at bigger problems. Absolutely, bro. So that's not. A we just fight amongst theory. each other. Yeah, yeah. essentially. That's not a conspiracy. That's real life. Yeah, like if you're if you're fighting with your neighbor over who's got the best lawn. I mean, you're not worried about so and so moving. No. You don't care about cutting uh, down trees over I guess, here. I guess politics. Exactly. You don't care about what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. You're just yeah. worried about oh, my neighbor has better lawn, better which, truck. Which is why you don't learn about stocks in school. That which is very they don't true. really push that. They don't no. really teach you too much about kind of what taxes are and all this stuff i mean you learn about the 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 ancient ones fighting the you really <laughs> do yeah fighting so and so i do wish there were courses where they'd be like yeah you want to learn how to do a w-2 mm-hmm. oh yeah you know, like i think those should be essential i had no idea how to do that the first time there's no doubt we should learn world history um learn I, from like mistakes you, you have to learn history because i agree i do see what you're saying because like mm-hmm. man what do i care about Let's say the Trojan Well, that's important. It's important. Yeah. But I see what you're saying, though, because all they do is just teach you these classes or AP English or whatever. It's like, what do I need to learn about AP English? I never took it. Mm-hmm. I took the base. But how about where's AP, how to do a W-2? <laughs> you know, where's how to do taxes? Because I know they make it rely on the parents to do it. But at the same time, it's like, 
this is a prime example where you get. I don't even think our parents were taught that though either. Like, so like, yeah. how are they gonna teach it? I guess or, or think about teaching. Or you it, take away prime electives for young men and women, or who let's say, oh, we have woodworking, bit, but we don't have that. You know, that's mm. all mostly sports and academics versus. Oh, I wish we had an automotive class, or I wish we had welding, okay. or even for girls. I mean, besides home ec, I, I don't yeah. personally know what else is. Uh, that an elective for girls, but they should have those back in school. But now they just focus on go focus, to college, go to college, on, go to college. Yeah, focus it. on getting good grades and getting to college. And like that's, that's it. That's the image, but they don't realize that. Yeah, there's definitely just different ways to reach like a pinnacle of success. You don't have to do it the same way mm-hmm. that everyone else has done it, or the way they're pushing. I guess. And I think the point I was gonna make earlier was I think. Uh, I think we kind of grew up like in a good time mm-hmm. where for parts of our lives, like we didn't really have the internet or social media, like because it didn't exist yet. Right. And as we got older, those things kind of came about. So I think we had like a good perspective of not having it and having it compared to like the young people nowadays. That's all they've had. That's all they know. So, and most of it's just toxic, negative. Mm. So they don't, they can't really see like life without it or see a different perspective. I think we have both perspectives as an older like generation sure you know especially myself you know i'm yeah. a little bit older than you guys but like yeah we didn't really grow up with the internet or social media it was non-existent you know myspace was like the first one for me and that was i think high school you know Shoot, and see i remember that died out i didn't even facebook. have myspace yeah. either that it was died high school. out when facebook came out yeah and i've never had a facebook either like i've never had an interest in one but yeah essentially i think we grew up in a time where we had half and half well, that's that's why I kind of I'm very empathetic towards the youth because I mean you're talking about emotions that, and well, one we were talking about the image thing earlier. I mm-hmm. mean that's going on a lot younger than what we had to deal with. Oh, younger kids they, definitely have huge image issues already. Already, yeah. Immediately. Compared to us as yeah. a kid, I don't remember thinking about any of that nah. stuff as a kid. I mean, I was yeah, exactly. You like, know, I don't remember that at all. And I, yeah, I don't think I ever thought like, oh man, like I don't have, I don't, I don't look, look the same way. as them or right. like, I don't know. I never had that problem. But yeah, I think as young kids now, I think it's totally different Yeah, because so. they're so exposed to everything because everything's at our fingertips now. Everything. You know, like I can do literally my entire life on a phone now if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You really could. A lot of people do. And yeah. I mean, people run businesses off of their phone. You know, it's crazy. Back in the day, there's no way you were doing that. You know, no, no. You were still putting in a lot of grunt work to like. <laughs> You're either you were going out, to the office yeah. to do your business. Now you can do your business from your phone. You, you can know. do it at home. Oh, what Zoom meeting? Boop. Yeah. Boop. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. That's where the future's probably gonna be headed. Just gonna be headed to how to maximize the efficiency of everything, and gonna cut out a lot of the the more hardworking stuff. Let's say, like let's say like commuting to work. Boom. Oh, you don't want to commute it? All right. You can just work from home. Mm. Don't worry about it. No factor. But um, yeah, we're on a we're on an interesting path uh, as a nation and as a world mm-hmm. in, in general. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to continue on with the younger generation coming behind us as the let's say the baby boomers are exiting this earth yeah. and seeing what kind of new mindsets you're going to flush through. Uh, you know the legislated legislative areas and things like that because you know they don't have much time left no and the younger the younger thinking minds are going to come in 
I'm, I'm excited for that, though, a little bit. Honestly. I am, too, at this point, because I'm um, tired of these fools <laughs> just yeah. wrecking us. I know. And it, I, that's why I'm hesitant on, I don't want to say growing up, but living for the moment, because... Mm. Well, you're hesitant on living in the moment? I should take that back. Maybe not mm. live... Yeah, so I am, I'm, I'm not hesitant. I'm looking forward to seeing what the future has, mm. but I'm hesitant to see what's going to happen. Mm. I guess um, you. Because... So there's like a I, certain amount of yeah. like, I don't want to say fear. That might be too big of a, a word, but there's a certain amount of what maybe skepticism. I'm cautious. Okay. I'm cautious of it. Um, not to say I think you it's know, fair though. Yeah, uh, I mean I'm down to see what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I just hope it benefits everyone involved and doesn't. I think as long as you adapt, separate us. as time changes, because it's definitely gonna change that's for sure. What, right. You know? So I think, yeah, as you adapt to it, I think that's like the smartest, best thing you can do, you know. Yeah. Um, but I did have one question because we're, Wrap it up here. we're nearing towards the end. We're doing pretty good. I'll give you that, guys. For um, sure. I had a question for both of you. So, so since you guys are, you know, figuring out your lives and, you know, what you want to do to, you know, for your own life and maybe impact other people in general, like. What, 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 like top? What were the? What would be the top three things that you would want in a career or a job? Like, what? What are the most three important things that you would want to use that journey or venue for? Like, you know, uh, to help your family, buy a house, buy a car. I know there's, I know people have different answers for that in general, but you know, I think. A lot of us might have similar answers in general. You know, at least one I feel like I always hear is family, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, but, yeah, I'm just curious to hear you guys' inside perspective on what you would want. Top three, top five. Sure. You know? Okay, so we're in top three. Well, one, I think in a career I would look for satisfaction and happiness. Definitely just because that kind of eases the pain of having to get up at say eight in the you know or whatever time you have to get up if you like doing what you're doing you're not working true okay life is easier you're more just just ready to attack your problems that, mm. that come with life i feel like you're more level-headed too so doing that one so there is is money how much you make is that a factor in that decision i don't think as of right now, six figures is an all-consuming idea in my head. It used to be. Okay. It so you're not going be. after the money. Like, you're going after how it makes you feel. Yeah, because okay. I think, I mean, you could shoot. You know, I mean, not to be cynical, but, like, the end of the world could happen tomorrow. Yeah. And, well, one thing I was going to tell you is your the knowledge, the knowledge that you were consistently trying to acquire, Brandon, is actually really good. I think that's a really good thing that you have going on there just because that's something that nobody can take away from you. Hey, you guys are set if there's an apocalypse because you can at least, you know, uh, hot like rig the, a car. I'm screwed. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. dead. I'm dead. We got a rendezvous up and <laughs> yeah. build a yeah. mask. If I'm lucky, I, I can find you guys, but yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> I, how, how am I going to survive an apocalypse? You know what? Tell me how that makes you feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with my with my background. But. Uh, stand outside and wait for the blast. That's what I do. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, sit, sit sit there in a lawn chair with a beer. Yeah, bro, you're gonna survive. Watch it unfold. But 
Anyway, anyways, keep Go going. Ahead, and then, uh, just, just a, I mean, okay, so obviously, like, you know, being, I would say family would be a big part of it. I would like everybody, I mean, if, if my career would somehow help with everybody's happiness mm. and say, like, I could provide a house for a party, a pool for family to come visit, something that would. So you, if you could affect, like, their daily life, essentially. Yeah, something cool. like that. That would, that would make a career or whatever career I choose mm-hmm. more than fulfilling. I think if if everybody can somewhat benefit in a positive manner, such as whether that's the money that I make or whether that's the services I could provide, I think that career would that's be, what you're gonna that be happy would, with. Yeah, exactly. Or that would be exactly. a, a a motive behind it. Yes. Yeah, I yes. got you. Yeah. So, yeah, not very money ruled, though. I mean, That's good. I, it would be good to make a little more than kind yeah. of the, the breadcrumbs right now. But, you no, know. that's understandable. I mean, as much as, you know, we don't want to admit it, like, you know, money makes the world go around, basically. It know? does. So, the more you have, life gets a little bit easier. I don't know if it makes you happier emotionally, but mm-hmm. it makes life easier. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So, you want to end with two? Was yeah. that two? Yeah. yeah. You got one more. You don't have to, to, do to do three. I asked no, for no, three, no. but it doesn't I, essentially do mean you have to give three, though. Go with go with your heart, man. Go with your heart. My heart, my heart. Go with what you feel. There's God, no pressure I, here. I'd love to have the freedom, in a sense, to not have to worry about whether or not I want to take a vacation that weekend. So I guess it would be another financial yeah. one. So freedom. Freedom. Okay. Freedom. Freedom in general, That's I would, big. yeah, say I like, it's important to a lot you of know, people. you own your own practice or something. You're mm-hmm. creating your own hours. You're, you know, it's your money. Mm-hmm. You're paying yourself out. It's freedom to do whatever. You're not having somebody tell you. And in a sense, I mean, yeah, you are kind of like your customers are your bosses in a sense. But, mm-hmm. but I get you, but you can shut down if you want to on your own. Exactly. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So, Instead of, I guess calling off or something like that in general not yeah. or yeah. trying to earn pto hours to uh to oh, to, to to fill that <laughs> vacation date that you yeah, got going exactly. on yeah you're not wrong yeah okay all right that's so good freedom, freedom. yeah freedom I, th- I think that's a big one on a lot of people's list i know for myself freedom mm-hmm. is definitely up there 100 mm-hmm. percent. it's probably like number two for sure what about you brandon what's 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 the motivation behind like what you want to do with your life Besides, besides make money. <laughs> so, if I want to do it for the rest of my life, let's say I do the automotive. But kind of going along the same outline as Garrett pointed out. Mm-hmm. A lot of similarities between his points and mine. Okay, that's fine. Um, but same deal. Um, I'd like to provide a home in my longevity for my family and for those that are deep in my life. To come over, relax. Gotcha. Another place of refuge if they needed it. Because that's a different way of uh, fulfillment. Because, um, you know, mm-hmm. you you know, you said besides without wealth, right? So if you take, you know, wealth, well, if you take wealth, mm. wealth means obviously different definitions to everybody. Yeah. Um, but as, as the same time as Garrett pointed out, you know, it's it sucks that we're getting the breadcrumbs right now. But mm-hmm. if you look at it in the broader sense we're sharing a different we have a different kind of wealth than maybe a lot of people don't have 
and that's in what I'm looking for in the rest of my life is the wealth of family and friends that are around myself at this time where we can sit down and do this. Gotcha. Because this, to me, is more better is is way more beneficial than money. Because mm-hmm. you can't buy this. No. No. And that's my whole point. That's what I want to go through life where I'm living life. Like buying memories. I'm buying memories and taking the time out of my life to make them because mm-hmm. it's important to do that stuff. Because you look back at the end of life, you're in the cubicle all day, and you look back, man, what did I do? Oh, I slaved away. So it's and like I, that saying, like when your life flashes before your eyes does. when you die, like you yeah. don't want something boring. Yeah. You're like, or cool. sad. You yeah. want something. Yeah, let's like, say you live, you're like, cool, I didn't do anything yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah. And so that's one. That's my big, big proponent to providing a place where you can come over, cool stuff to happen on. You know, there's a lot of love in the house. And then the second one. I guess my second venture on that, you know, what I want to do with my life. I just want to have a purpose. I think that's the main thing I'm struggling with right now. Mm-hmm. I'm learning it. I'm I'm learning to be more driven and have a purpose. It's hard, especially being young gentlemen in a time where I don't want to say everything's obtainable, mm-hmm. but if you worked hard enough, you could obtain it, but it depends on how much you're dedicated on it. So yeah, how much time you put into it. Exactly. My point is, you know, I want to be, I want to have an obsession with something where it can grant me a different kind of joy. Like, let's say, you know, if we go mountain biking mm-hmm. and I'm getting back into cycling, it's like, I kind of want to focus my time around that because at the end of the day, it'll be fun. I'm going new places, trying new things, meeting new people. Definitely. Um, you know, same with, with your, with your golf, you know, you're still learning, but Shoot, you never know what's going to happen. What if you just, oh, I want to do a tour one day. And you just, now you're competing. Yeah. This is something cool to try. So that's kind of where I'm looking, focusing now. Just kind of narrowing down my hobbies, shooting down one of those. And then I guess the third one, maybe a third like life tip I'm trying to figure out is just be more <coughs> disciplined and uh, hold myself accountable to a lot of things. It's another. That's another hard one I'm trying to learn. Cause it's so easy. Not to just, blaming like your circumstances and people yeah. around you. Yeah, that's a hard one. I don't, think. Don't don't blame your situation. Yeah, you know, just hey, how do you I? You are where you are because you you put yourself your here. Choices are, yeah. sure. Yeah. It could be anything. You know, uh, like I can agree. I ran that. out of gas on the freeway. Oh well, you're the dunce that didn't put gas in the gas tank. Don't yeah. blame anyone else. It's you. I get you. So that's that's where I'm learning right now. Discipline and accountability, because uh, I feel like a lot of people need a, a refresher or to learn that lesson in general mm-hmm. and it's a lifelong lesson is you're going to be you're going to have to learn for the rest of your life how to do that stuff because there's going to be days where you're like well, it's all your fault but at the same day it's like well you could have looked that way too yeah i think so. i think life in general is a journey where like if if you're not always like learning you know and getting better like uh yeah you're gonna Somewhere along the line, you're going to fall behind or you're just going to be really depressed and miserable with yourself, you know. And you're going to think the world's against you. Yeah. Or you can say, hmm, how do I get out of this rut? Uh, how can I change? How, how can, can I do I this better? myself? Because yeah. like you said, uh, that like you said, that knowledge, no one can take that away from you. Let's say, you, you know, you got yourself out of rut and you did it all by yourself. No one was there. And all these people are trying to congratulate you. There's, there's way, two ways you can think about it. You can say, well, you're congratulating me now. But you never were there to help me out. Get out, or you can just say, "Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, the recognition." But then keep in the back of your head, I know all y'all don't really 
that's a care about me. That's a very interesting point because that makes me think about people like when it comes to. So I'm into athletics, like basketball. Right. I've heard some of their stories, like just when they've been interviewed, like in formats like this, where you know they're like, "Oh yeah, once I made it, like I had all these people coming up to me, like my family, friends, people I'd never talked to for like ten years, like, hey, you know, oh congratulations, like you know, you I'm so happy for you." Wow. And essentially, they just wanted a piece of the pie. That's it. But it's like you weren't there for all the hard shit for them to get to that peak. You know, so I, I do, I do yeah. like that statement. Yeah, it is, it is true. It is true. It makes me think of. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but uh, Snoop Dogg did some like speech. I think he was getting an award or something. Um, I might. It's probably on YouTube, but I can't play it. Obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> copyright. But uh, he was getting an award, and he just said, "You know what?" He's like, instead of making like this cliche. Thank you to all these people who were there for me. He's like, I want right. to thank me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I thank me for getting me here. Blah, blah, blah. And I was, and a lot of people thought it was kind of vain or whatever, but I was like, in my head, listening to it a few times, I was like, yeah, you know what? He's kind of right in a weird mm-hmm. way. You know, I was like, it, it sounds weird to hear a speech like that, but I get what he was trying to convey, I guess, you know? He's like, because there's, there's time to be, there's times where it's okay to be selfish. Yeah. About yourself. Mm-hmm. But you always have to time that right. Like, that's a perfect example of, like, I did this. Yeah. But then at the same time, there's people who don't know how to use that properly. Mm. And they're like, oh, no, I did that. That was all me. But meanwhile, you're like, bro, who drove you here? Yeah. Bro, who did, who, who filled up your it, whatever? You it, know? It's a balance. You got to figure out when it is just you and you got to figure out when, when there were steps. Mm-hmm. Like, this room is a perfect example. Like, I had people build this table you know, right. and help me do that. So I can't say this whole production was just Self-made. all me. That it wasn't all me. Mm-hmm. I had the idea and the vision of what I wanted to do with it, but you know. But people were gracious enough to be like, "Yeah, James, I'll help you out." Yeah, exactly. Because they see there, there were people there to help me. They get see to this the point. investment. They're like, "Yeah, dude." Yeah. But at the same time, you're also giving them props and praise because you're like, "Hey, I wouldn't be here without you." Oh yeah, you know, I, of course, because that's just how you are. Some yeah. people don't have that any; they don't have that thought process. Yeah, they forget all the people that helped them along the way. Hundred percent. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I did this." Yeah, I get it's you. So it's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. Well, guys, we 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 actually did a little bit more than I expected, but it ran really smoothly. We're at two hours, which is that's fantastic. What I was trying that to was go perfect. for was two hours right. at least. Oh. I knew I wanted to. If we could get an hour, I was like, all right, that's perfect. But it was flowing well, so I We set the it. pace on this one. <laughs> that's all right. Two hours, oh, yeah. two hours is fine with me. I think most podcasts are two hours now. For sure. Unless you got a really short monologue with somebody that's like 30 minutes. But I don't enjoy those ones as much. No. I feel like not enough information gets out in a short amount of time. But, uh, yeah, so you guys are the first episode, and it's coming out uh, June 2nd. It's such so an guys, honor. You really guys is, man. Thank so, you. It really is. Thank you. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys coming. Hey. So, all right, man. We're going to sign off. Uh, everybody, thank you for tuning into Your Adventure Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Dustin Emery, signing off. You've been listening to Your Adventure Podcast with Dustin Emery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this podcast. 
and we hope that you've been truly inspired and motivated. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Your Adventure Podcast. Until next time, this is Your Adventure Podcast signing off. 